Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What the hell is going on? Bengals in the Super Bowl. Rams in the Super Bowl. People suing the NFL. Man, Tom Brady retired, and then he didn't, and then he did, and now he did, and then he didn't. Oh, man, we're going to talk about it all. You know what first is. Let's get into this. What about tomorrow? Time for us to start winning is now. 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 Hey, they don't like us. We don't like them. Nothing wrong with that, right? right, right? At the end of the day... It's the same three things you've had to do in 35 that you got to do now in 2018. I do not see no holes on this wall. you got to run the ball. Oh. Off the left side. Here he goes. Look at the speed. Oh, my goodness. Break the tackle. Got to take it to the house. 92 yards. Tying with the defender. Saquon Barkley. You gotta stop the run. You run. Tyreek Hill lines up in the backfield. The ball pops free, and it's recovered by Harrison. A snack for David Harrison early. 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 And you gotta pressure the passer. Went tagged in, holds it down. Down he goes. And an early sack by Olivier Vernon. 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 Two kinds of players in this league, folks. There are guys that play professional football, and there are professional football players. And the professional football players are the guys we want. I don't want guys that want to win. I want guys that hate to lose. Odell Beckham Jr. down the sideline for the touchdown. 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 Giants fans, you are now listening to the hottest show on the planet, The Shakedown. Here to give you everything you need to know on your New York football giants are... Black Friday. Black Friday. Welcome to the New York Football Giants, Saquon Barkley, a.k.a. the Golden Child. <laughs> Do you know who Alec Ogletree is? Like, I'm asking you for real. Really? But do you know who he is? J-Rock, J-Rock, J-Rock. You're saying we're going 16-0, huh? 16-0, bro. How dare you say anything worse? <laughs> How dare you? Out your mind. You you know who just drives the Messiah? Obi, because the one and only Shakes Montana. Now, if that man was a prospect like a Peyton Manning or a Joe Montana, like I've been saying the whole fucking time, you don't pass up on this talent. You don't do it. You don't do it. You don't do it. Now, here is your host, Shakes Montana. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not your average Tuesday back, you know what I'm saying? Uh, here last week, here the week before. Um, man, there's a lot to get into today, yo. We're going to talk about it all today. We got um, doing, retirement, Super Bowl, Pro Bowls to talk about. 
uh, hiring or hiring before hiring to be hiring. Ooh, man, that's going to be an interesting topic uh, to get into today uh, as we talk about everything and anything that we can in NFL. Now, I know NFL season is rolling to a close. We will be getting into NBA as the NFL gets closed. So um, don't worry. As we get into the offseason in the NFL, we will talk about all things um, offseason. Uh, consider it, you know, uh, senior bowls, uh, the, 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 the the pro days, uh, the things of that nature are leading up to the draft and leading up to uh, off-season workouts and, and things of that nature and the OTA start uh, later in the season. So there's a, a, a lot to, to go around. There is uh, a ton to talk about uh, today. Um, there is a plethora of topics uh, that we can get into. Um, the first one being... I think we'll just get into the, the NFC and AFC championships uh, real quickly. And I think we're going to get into that quickly because uh, of the way that, that kind of uh, today has unfolded uh, for the NFL world. Excuse me there. Um, let's be here. As uh, we get into this last Sunday's games that were... <laughs> We fun. Um, I tell you, two halves in the first game. Uh, Cincinnati traveling to Kansas City, ten and seven. Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow, uh, Joe Mixon, uh, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and them boys trying to go down to Kansas City uh, earlier in the year, which is earlier in the year, and, and come out with a victory. Um, did not look good going into halftime. Uh, halftime scored twenty one. Uh, to 10, I believe. Uh, at one point, it was 21 to 3. Um, uh, so, halftime, you know, 21 to 10, you get in the third quarter. Uh, all Bengals defense all day. Uh, completely shut down Patrick Mahomes and that, that, that lit offense uh, of the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, no Ty- Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey, none of them injured. Um, it, it was a healthy Kansas City Chiefs team, uh, and that healthy uh, Bengals defense put a, put a working on them in the entire second quarter. Um, it, it was a it was a good holding sight to watch if you like defense. And then of course Jordan Burrow, you need to score points. Now, you know, regardless if uh, your defense holds that team to three points in the second in the second half in overtime, uh, that don't matter if you can't put any points up on the board. And that's what Joey B and them boys did uh, for the second half, uh, scoring fourteen. Uh, points and 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 you know until the very the last few seconds of the fourth quarter tick away uh, before Kansas City gets their three points of the second half, um, and then of course uh, we know what happens after that. Uh, the coin toss comes in overtime. Kansas City loses or Kansas City wins the coin toss and promptly uh, go three and out. Um, it was actually I'm starting up right now. They probably, you know, you know, incomplete, I believe it was, and, and, and didn't get anything in an interception. Uh, Cincinnati takes it on down. Uh, Joe Mixon closes it out with a, flu, with a few clutch runs there at the end, gets him down in the close field goal range, and that rookie kicker they just drafted uh, in the NFL draft uh, goes out there and ices the game winner. Um, so uh, if you guys can hear me, give me a hell yeah. Oh yeah. Little... All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, 
my direct connect link has has um, went offline, um, but I do have uh, this number nine seven three. I'm I'm trying to get you in. Just give me one minute here. Being real finicky. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Got you. Got you. There we go. There we go. There we go. All right. Boom. All right. All right. Here we go. Let's start this over again. <laughs> My technical difficulties, because you know it's 2022. Um, so check this out. Cincinnati does not do what they need to do in the first half. Can only muster 10 points. Uh, get seventh there late in the second quarter. Go down 21-10 going into the second half. Cincinnati's defense does exactly what they need to do for an entire second half. Uh, I think it's a 90-98 rating for Patrick Mahomes in the first half and a 1.3 rating for Patrick Mahomes in the second half. Um, excuse me, that's, what? that's exactly and precisely what the Bengals defense did and needed to do. <clears throat> Got the job done. Okay. Excuse me there. Uh, and, then, and then, of course, uh, Kansas City, last 20 seconds, able to tie the game up, get it to overtime. Kansas City wins the coin toss. Kansas City promptly throws an interception. Uh, Cincinnati with Joe Mixon. Couple See. clutch runs gets him in the field goal range. Uh, McPherson game winners. Cincinnati going to the Super Bowl. Kind of recapped everything there just in case anybody else missed it. Which proves one thing. Here we go. Go ahead. Which was one thing, gentlemen, that just because you win the coin toss does not mean you're going to win the game in sudden death overtime. Or we're going to call it now. There is oh oh Kansas got the ball in overtime to start. Oh game over. They're going to score. A, Touchdown win. No, it didn't happen. See, that's exactly my mm-hmm. point. Everybody's always, you know, aching about, oh, change the rule, change the rules so both teams get a shot. Like, shut up. All right? <laughs> they got you. I mean, Cincinnati. They Arizona did it already. Ball, they got it. Yeah. Okay? Lou, Lou they, so they, 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 they did crap. it already. To, to kind of harp on your point, Lou, they did it already. Uh, I believe before the 2010 season, um, overtimes were a winner take off. You won the coin toss. You pretty much won the game. You can go down. I think it's twenty. You got a good forty-five yards. You can get in the field goal range, and you could win the game before twenty ten. There was no. Uh, you get both sides can get the ball now. Your defense needs to step it up, and and, and needs to uh, do whatever. I think a lot of that had to do. Um, that has a lot to do when both defenses are playing bad, and when that is happening, yeah. usually two offenses, especially if you got names like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, they're going to be lights out, and they were. And everyone knows that if we got another chance, they were going to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth the rest of the night. That was just how it was going to go. Whoever got tired first was going to lose. And, and right. I think we knew what was going to happen, and that's just the way the game goes. Um, and, 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 yeah, so uh, Kansas City uh, wins the coin toss, and everyone assumes that they're going to win because of the numbers. I mean, let, let, let's, not, let's not throw statistics oh. and numbers out the window. It's, it's ten and one if you up until you know on the championship Sunday it was ten and one if you won the coin toss. So statistically speaking, most likely if you won the coin toss, you were going to win in overtime. And I think all of us can agree on this line that momentum is huge. And if you're ending the game on a huge momentum swing, uh, it, it's going to be pretty evident. Uh, yeah, um, well, there goes momentum breaker. You know, they yes, exactly. all get intercepted, and Cincinnati. I uh, was able to take advantage of it, okay? So mm-hmm. this whole thing about uh, the first team that gets the ball is going to win. Bull. That's absolute bull. It, it, it is and it isn't bull. I think the one thing that I think one, I think the one thing a lot of people didn't notice uh, or, or failed to see was that final drive uh, by the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs to 
to get the field goal. Like, if, so my 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 thinking process, and, and, and J-Rock, you can interrupt me. I believe that you at any time. But my thinking process is this, man. They should have won the game in regulation. Yeah. Not 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 kick the field goal to go to overtime. You're in the red zone with Patrick Mahomes, and he loses fifteen to twenty yards, and almost loses the game by fumbling it on the last play. That's not that I, like whatever whatever Cincinnati did to Patrick Mahomes in that second half, they made him look like a nobody. They made him look like the most pedestrian quarterback we have ever yeah. seen in a game in a playoff game. That was not Patrick Mahomes. There were there were people on the internet. There were people that were calling my phone. There were people that I was listening to on TV that were calling this man the greatest thing ever. He is the new thing. He is the new best thing. No one's going to beat him. He can't be beaten. They're up 21-3 in the first half, and everybody, including myself, was praising Patrick Mahomes, talking about this guy is going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, he's, he's Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I was going and, and all of them rolled up into one, and we well, were, we were crowning this guy. He started out great, but I'll put it this way. He's going to fizzle like new Coke. Oh, no. Oh, on here. Oh. But those of you too young to remember that. But those of you too young to remember yeah, that. I, I, back in the mid I, I think, I, I think, I think I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was probably about one or two. Uh, if not, it was before my Coke time. Coke about a new and everybody here. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure anything new that comes out, especially when you're a, a process like that. Uh, so, uh, we will move on here. Anybody, we, we are doing a free forum today. I know I usually like to go in and, and get people in order and get their opinions, but today's going to be wild, I know, uh, with the racism that is being put on spotlight in the NFL with the weekend that was uh, and the way that the things are going down. Uh, this is just going to be uh, This is just going to be the way it is. This is going to be how it's going to go. So uh, anyone just want to go ahead and hop on in, get your, get your voices heard. I know Lou has no quarrels. Uh, with, with, with taking over. So, um, but look, check this out. I think that game to begin off, to begin off the championship Sunday, it started off like like it was going to be the Kansas City against, you know, like it was a wild card weekend game. There were six of those and we were not oh, happy. God. And I think that second half lived up to everything we expected. Cool Joey B smoking cigars. Uh, I think I think this this league is is, is, is put on notice. Uh, I spent the greater part of divisional weekend week uh, just praising Josh Allen and praising Patrick Mahomes and telling the AFC to get your asses ready for these two to just take it over. And Joe Burrow said, word, bet. And he went out there and he did his damn thing. Now, the first half didn't look great. They still did get 10 points, but the second half looked looked, looked even better, and they were able to uh, uh, handle their business. Um, so as um, – uh, as as that game came to an end, I think we all just appreciated it. It, it was a fun game, and the one thing that I took away from this game, outside of how awesome it was, zebras did not play a There was, I mean, we'll talk about the dumb challenge calls in the next game, but as far as this game goes, zebras didn't have much to do with it. I didn't see too many things. Um, I didn't see a bad call that ruined this game. This game was played perfectly. They let them play. Uh, they did call some fouls, but, man, I can't believe what I witnessed in Joey Burrow. This man has played less than two seasons of NFL football, and he's in a Super Bowl already. This is just this is just like, like I, I, yeah. I talk about it, Pat Mahomes and, and, I, and I gloated you know. about them. 
<laughs> go ahead, Black. Go ahead, Black. Peace of the gods, peace of the earth. I don't know if you can hear me good because I'm on some terrible headsets, but yeah, man, that's kind of we got you, uh, love, but we got you. That's kind of Pat Mahomes-ish, you know what I'm saying? Like that boy, mm-hmm. yo, that boy ain't afraid. You know, he, you know, when it, somebody said you don't know what you don't know, and that's what that young team is doing out there. Man, no fear. I love it. No fear, no fear. And again, I I heart back mm-hmm. to that last drive that Kansas City had. Cincinnati's defense knew that if they got the coin toss or not, they were going to go out there and stop them again. They knew that. That defense just did it. And they did it in the red zone, and they made him fumble and almost lose the game. If his lineman isn't turned around looking at him while he's getting pummeled by the, by, by the Bengals' D lineman, then they lose that football. They lose 24-27 uh, uh, or 24-21 in regulation. So, like, I think to me, Lou has a great point. You know, you can't just say, you know, when when you win the coin toss, you win the game. However, statistics have shown that that's probably the case. But this is different. I don't don't want to put words in my mouth that are wrong, but I don't recall those other coin tosses where that offense getting the football didn't have tremendous momentum just getting a late-game touchdown to, to win the game, or using minimal amount of time that you have left to get a field goal to get into overtime. That's different than having a minute and some getting all the way down there getting stopped and almost giving it up with a yeah. field goal on a sack that costs you 15 yards. So I think, to me, that whole drive that started for Kansas City at the end of regulation there, to me, I was like, oh, this is over. Sorry, 28-24. I'm sorry, man. It's over. They're going to go down there. They're going to score a touchdown. We ain't going to overtime. They're not getting – it's over. I'm sorry. It's it's, it's just the way the world works. Patty Mahomes played like trash. This is what Patty Mahomes – this is what Tom Brady – this is what Peyton Manning – this is what they do. They play like trash sometimes, then they come out at the end and they get their shit done. And that's what I thought. And the defense said, (laughs) again, word Hell no. I got got (laughs) you. And, and and that was just fun. Hold my beard. <laughs> and and then they did it again in overtime, to the tune of an interception, to get you the ball back. So like, man, again, you know, was it a lucky bounce? Did the defender actually hit it through the other defender? We'll never know. They will say yes. Video, you can't really tell. But look, man, that was an amazing play from everyone on the defense. And you got Patrick Mahomes in back-to-back plays to win the game, to get a sack fumble, and then they recovered it offensively, and then an interception on the following drive. You can't ask your defense to do anything better than that. And Joey B no. and Joe Mixon got them down into the field goal range, and that, that man with ice in his veins, Neil McPherson, looks like we're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, you, I, I just, that team, man, that team is fun to watch. And, and of course, Look, you know, I'm always a fan of zero going to one than one going to two. So, uh, or what do they got? They got two over there, right, in L.A. or one? They got one and two. Either way, I don't want them to get any more. You already know my pick. But uh, anything else about this Kansas City game, Cincinnati game, before we get on to the next one and get on to the real cheap meat and potatoes of this show? Yeah. No, that's great game, man. All righty. Well, great game. Great week of football. Great week of football. 
was it not? Man, it was I I, I, I can I can speak for myself. I I didn't watch the third quarter. I turned it off, I started doing some stuff, I had it like, you know, listening, but I wasn't really paying attention because twenty one three. You know, yeah, they got the late touchdown there in the you second think quarter. It's over? But I was I was over. And then fourth quarter starts Who and it, think it's it, over? It, it, it's not over. It, they're down three in the fourth quarter, or they're tied in the in the fourth quarter, and you're just like, oh, well, let, let's do, let, let's watch oh, this, let's watch this. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I was doing is done. Um, but yeah, man, that was just that was just fun to watch. And then of course, that went into overtime, so we got the NFC Championship a little later for the East Coasters. Um, but that game started off lowly. Um, I think the 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 people I was watching it with when we started watching this 49ers-Rams game getting started is it, as much as it was a def, not a defensive game but a, a game of, you know, trying to figure each other out, it was very slow to start. It wasn't big play and then a stop and then a big play. It was slow, monotonous, trying to get the ball moving and, and then see if can get it first. San Francisco able to get a, a key turnover in the red zone to start the game, um, then get the early lead in the first half, 10-7. to 7. And I think a lot of us, including myself, thought, oh, this is going to be a close one like this. San Francisco's got the nod. Um, the third quarter rolls around. San Francisco goes up 17-7. The Rams, fourth quarter, 13 unanswered points, 20-17, to 17, come out victors. Cooper Cup, 11 receptions, 142, two touchdowns. Those two touchdowns and I think 80-something yards. Yeah, Cooper Cup, those two touchdowns and I think 80-something yards and a few catches all on third down. Um, Cam Akers coming off of that 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 that, uh, that Achilles, 13 carries, 48 yards, leading rusher. And then, of course, Matthew Stafford, 337, two touchdowns for him. Um, and then the interception early in the game, not late in the game. Oh, man, we'll talk about that. Uh, I don't want to butcher his first name, but Jay Tart, you're going to have to live with that for the rest of your life, my man. Um, Jaquiz Tart. Yeah, Jaquiz Tart. Man, I am so sorry for you, man. I feel so sorry for you. I know Debo got the crying face no, he said reserve, on the sideline. He, he said I deserve all the criticism I'm getting. Why well, did Debo yeah, yeah. anyway? Uh, D- Debo was just sad. I mean, when you are the MVP he did he and, could, and you man. put – He did everything. And his quarterback sucks. His quarterback he is did everything trash. but throw the ball, bro. And I think he could have done that better than Garoppolo could have. Like, I like this is this, people. You know, this is why uh, uh, the who did they beat in week one? They beat the Cardinals, right? No, who did they beat in week one? Uh, uh, the, the wild card week. Um, Jesus, I'm drawing a blank now. It's gonna make me go right back to it. I got it right here. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, yeah, the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Um, when they beat the Cowboys and, 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 and Garoppolo did nothing in that win, um, and then, of course, you know, that criticism. You've you got to be better than what Garoppolo output. The next week, Rogers criticism. You've got to be better than, than fucking Garoppolo because of what your defense <laughs> was able to do to them um, defensively. This week, the Rams have to win this game because of the poor play of Jimmy Garoppolo. You cannot, in the NFL, have a quarterback output that for three straight games and think you're going to win. 
as much as I like to denigrate and talk shit about Eli Manning and talk shit about other quarterbacks, they have a game or two in those runs where they play lights out, where no matter what happens, they are on. They're, they're, they're putting it where they need to put it, and, and it's a game for them, for that quarterback. And, and, and that's how it goes. This, none of these three games, you look at Jimmy Garoppolo and say, at minimum, he had a player two why they won. He doesn't even have that. It's all Debo. It's all Kittle. It's all them guys making miraculous catches because the throws are shitty. And, and, yes. and, and, and those guys trying to, 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 to elevate everyone else around them because of the poor play at quarterback. Now, uh, not harping too much on this team, but you saw it earlier in the year. They tried the two things. They tried the two quarterback things. Shanahan tried to put Lance in and Garoppolo in at the same time and do packages, and it didn't work. They were, what, losing games? Shanahan was trying to get run out of town. He, he stops that. He focuses on Jimmy, lets Trey Lance learn from the, from, the, from the bench, and they go on this run. They make it there, and, and you see that the faith in Jimmy is good to have in the regular season. I mean, it can get you a couple wins if your defense plays lights out and Debo does what he needs to do again, but God, that's that's so much of a tall task to ask from one player. So it's just it's just too much for me to think that this team is coming back to Jimmy next year. Uh, but this game, uh, it was fun, man. Uh, it was fun from 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 about second quarter on. Um, they they the teams got to scoring even though it wasn't high. It was a low scoring game, and 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 man, they performed. Not what I expected. Uh, everyone except for G. Um, sorry, go ahead. Luke. Not what I expected, you know. Espe- no, no, especially, no, you know, especially from the Chiefs, you know, especially to put on the choke signal like that. Ugh. And look, man, this is going to be. This is not what I expected. Um, I, this is what I wanted. Um, I wanted Rams Bengals in the Super Bowl, but I expected Niners and I expected Chiefs. That's what I expected. Niners have been doing this. For the last six games against the Rams, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Even though the Burrow and them boys played a hell of a second half, uh, I still thought Kansas City was going to get the last touchdown there and win the game in regulation. So the, it, it was yeah. still unexpected, the outcome, but so much fun for the NFL. You've got the storylines. Um, anything else about these games before we move on to the, the Super Bowl preview? Just real quick, no picking, just a quick preview, and then we move on to today's. News. All right, cool. The man, like I said, it's a fun weekend. Um, the storylines are going to be the storylines, but I will say them just so we can kind of get a refresher. And if anyone wants to add a storyline or, or or think of something that they want to talk about for the Super Bowl, uh, then by all means, take, just just shout at me. Los Angeles Rams, Matthew Stafford, bum quarterback, can't win, can't win the playoffs, can't do anything right. He's just bad. First season to the Super Bowl. Odell Beckham Jr., he's a cancer. He's got no culture. We've got to get rid of him. He's a problem. Ten games with, with the Rams, six touchdowns or something like that, uh, double the yards he had with Cleveland, he's going to the Super Bowl. Um, Von Miller, from that Denver defense midway through the season, he's going to the Super Bowl. Had a late-game play for them against Jimmy G in a late sack or, or pressure. Uh, to get him to move out to, to end that game for them. 
like the Rams have a storyline and have some fun things, not fun, but some some some, some chips on their shoulders. And then you got <laughs> sorry, but and then then you got Cincinnati. I mean. I mean, we could talk about the defense of the Los Angeles Rams more if you want. Aaron Donald, I'll point to the ring, you know, get you one of these because he's already been there. Um, a couple of those guys, Jalen Ramsey and them boys, you know, getting there and trying to, you know, win their first ring and stuff. Yeah, those are good stories. But, look, man, you get drafted number one overall. Yes. You tell your ACL in the first four weeks of your rookie season. Your team loses and wins a total of four games without you. I think it is four or six games, something like that. Then you come back, they get your wide receiver from college that you just won a Heisman with and just won through 60 touchdowns or something with, that you just won the, the national championship with. You go, they go and negate the offensive line like I said they shouldn't. They go and get him. They prove me wrong. They win 10, they win 10 games, get into the playoffs, and then don't look back. This is, this is so cool. And absurd to watch a young man that just does not give a fuck. What wild that's card game? Yeah, yeah, that's their problem. That's the, and that is the best. Like we talk about, like um, you know, uh, he don't give a horse ass. He's gonna care. Ex- exactly. We talk about what what's the it factor? You know, what's that? What and, you know, you can't explain it. You just see it. That's Joey B. There's no way I can explain it. I mean, yes, the, the skill level is there. The talent is there. You can see him. He's escaping sack. He's doing his thing he needs to do as a quarterback. But he's just got it. They win a playoff game for the first time in 31 years, and his response is, yeah, we were supposed to do that. Yeah, this ain't it, though. We got to win next week. It don't mean nothing. Like. To have that kind of like, man, this ain't shit to me. I've, I've, you know, like, I've been in the national championship. I won that. So until I got a ring or a chip on my shoulder, a real one with a belt, I'm like this don't mean nothing. This is a wild card ring, divisional round. Oh yeah, we're not done. This doesn't mean anything. NFC Championship game. You know they celebrating. They doing their thing. Smoking cigars. Yada yada. Yeah, it don't mean nothing unless we win one more. Like those. That type of mentality, you can only dream of having in your quarterback. You couple that with the extreme talent he's got at quarterback and the talent around him. Now, you know, sucks for Uzama, but you got you got you got men Higgins, Chase, those boys mixing, coming out the backfield and running the football. He can still get it, swing it to them boys, and then of course, it's just the way that it works. Sometimes you just got it. And no matter what anyone else can say or do or, or put up against you, you know, the no weapon formed against me will prosper type of thing is, is what we're watching. A team sacked this man nine times in a game. He shrugged them off that play, got up, and made plays afterwards to win the game. I believe they sacked him the ninth time on the game-winning drive, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You know how fucking cool you got to be at quarterback to be getting smacked nine times while having the football. Yes. Get up and go look at man. 
I'm going to move this way, and he ain't going to get me, and I'm going to throw a first down this time. Like, it's just it, – it, it, if this man wins a Super Bowl, we're going to have that talk because he's better than Mahomes. We're going to start having that talk because we, we already know he's better than Herbert. Like, it, it's going to be discussions about this kid, man, if he wins a Super Bowl, takes them now. We're we going to jump into the glory and hop to 88 right now, but he goes to an AFC championship again next year and wins it back-to-back -back for him because this team's going to go focus on O-line. That's all they need. Like, we're going to have a discussion of, like, yo, man, Mahomes is cool, but Allen's cool, but Herbert's cool, but <laughs> there ain't no Burrow. <laughs> like it's gonna be it's gonna be some discussions and I think that's the coolest thing because the all the names I just mentioned got in fifteen years that we get to watch in this NFL and I and I bring that up because the next topic I'm gonna bring in hand is say it again. So, yep, you're right. That's the future of the NFL right there. Exactly. And I think it's in great hands and as we as we watch the future play on Sunday Today, earlier, the past has retired. Tom Brady's in an eight-page-long essay saying goodbye and thank you to everyone but the New England Patriots, uh, retires today, um, calls it a career after 22 years, seven rings, a uh, multitude of uh, owning every passing touchdown, winning statistics for quarterbacks in the NFL, whether it be you know, for one team or just in a career. He's got them all. Um, th this is the man, along with Bill Belichick, who, have, who has made NFL fans across the league insensitive to winning. What I mean by that is there are teams out there that are going to four, five, six AFC, NFC championship games, and they are called losers. They are, they are not winners. There are yep. teams out there with one, two championships that are called losers, that are called not winners, because there's well, a team for two decades that... Well, how do they get called a loser? Because there was a team for two decades that didn't lose. They went to AFC Championship game after AFC Championship game after AFC Championship game with 10 Super Bowls, nine Super Bowls, sorry, won six of them. And if you want to talk about the losses, they were extraordinarily won by the other team. Yeah. Extraordinarily played defenses, helmet catches, quarterback catch, catching touchdowns, trick plays. Like, in order to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, you needed to have luck on your side and you needed to have the best game plan you could ever possibly put up against Tom Brady, and it sometimes wasn't enough 28-3. to three. So this is the career that begets and ends all careers. Tom Brady's in a stratosphere of his own. He is in a, a, a world of his own. There is no comparison to this man. He is now out of the league, so this is the hyperbole that I get to display and put on the man that I don't believe is hyperbole. There is no reason for us to look at another quarterback and try and put him up against Tom Brady's accolades. It is never going to accomplish. Tom Brady is now a seven-time Super Bowl champion. 
a four-time, only four-time Super Bowl MVP, and his legacy is cemented in the halls of the NFL. And we can talk about every other quarterback being better talented, being probably faster, having a better arm. None of them will have a better resume, and none of them will have what I and a lot of people like to call that cool-ass motherfucking clutch gene. Whatever it may fucking be, however you may want to look at it, we thinking Joe Burrow got it right now. This man had it for two decades. So it, it, it's uh, it's um, interesting that the way it had to be done um, because people like Adam Schefter, who are pieces of shit, who don't know how to yes, do their is, job correctly, um, who want to be in the limelight so bad um, that he's willing to injure himself, tear Achilles, tear tendons, trying to do normal activities on the show. I'm sorry. Look, man, Tom Brady deserved every freaking right to say, I'm retiring when I'm retiring. You gave that res- you gave that respect to the rapist in Ben Roethlisberger. You should have gave that respect to Tom Brady. Anyways, I got moving on. Good night. Anybody want to say anything about Tom Brady in this retirement? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, Lewis out. Yeah, yeah. Peace to the goat, man. You know, um, you know, he did his thing, man. You know, across the course spectrum, went to another roster, did it again. I mean, you know, you know, what's the one of them do, man? You know, the off season is grueling on the body. He's an older gentleman. It's time. You got a beautiful wife. Enjoy your kids, man. You know, you know, try to even not do nothing weird. People doing that weird stuff just because of now boys and all that kind of weird. But um, my personal opinion. But uh, shout out to the goat, man. You know, um, still go down in history as uh the only guy that um New York has pummeled back to back. We love you for that. Um, got that blemish on your record. You know, we could always gloat about that. But uh, we we the best, man. Um. To me, when people start arguing about it, I don't even know what the fuck you're arguing. To me, it's like LeBron. I don't argue LeBron. I could do the semantics all you want. I don't argue, man. The man is, you know, he's there. And if he continues to be there, go uh, the team or not. I mean, it is what it is. Shout out to Tom Brady, man. John, and look, man, this is the way of the world, man. It's like, they're, they're you want to, like I said, if we want to discuss whether you think someone's got a better arm talent, whether you think someone is more talented as a quarterback, we can have those discussions, but it doesn't mean anything. Because the accolades that he has accomplished throughout his career at that position, no one can touch right now. You can't, no one, not from the past to now. So we could talk about GOAT or, you know, greatest of all times in, in this era or, um, you know, shit, from 2010 to 2020, from 2000 to 2010. He's had two full careers. The numbers are astonishing. If you break down 2000 to 2010 Tom Brady and 2010 to 2022 Tom Brady, it's two Hall of Fame separate careers. With multiple touch, with multiple Super Bowls in both eras, in both decades. So we all had that discussion. 
Is it Tom Brady? Is it Bill Belichick? Look, Tom Brady left, went and got a loaded roster. Let's not let's not let's not fake the funk like he went to Jacksonville or he went to New York Jets or he went to you know out there to to Carolina or something. He went to a loaded roster already and then added pieces and did his damn thing, won a Super Bowl, proved that Tom Brady is Tom Brady when he can do what he wants, when he wants, how he wants, and he's going to get it done. Bill Belichick missed the playoffs, back in. So we will see, you know, of course, with the, with, with the retiring of Brady and Bill Belichick probably got another five years, we're going to see how much more uh, Belichick can win with or with that, without him. But look, man, Tom Brady is that dude from – Whatever you want to say about him, he's that dude, man. He he did everything you were supposed to ask. Now, we want to bring up uh, cheating on the field or off the field with his first wife and child and how he is now with Giselle. We want to talk about those type of things and slander a man's, you know, personal life. If that's the way you want to denigrate the guy because you got nothing else on the field, then that's the way we're going to have to go, and I will gladly have that conversation with people. But, look, it is what it is. We're never going to see anyone win seven. We're never going to see an organization win six in 20 years. And there's a reason why he's retiring and no one expects him to be gone. He's going to be here, whether it be in our faces with his Tom Brady stuff or – uh, whether it be uh, in on a TV spot somewhere, talking on Sirius like he's doing every Monday. Um, he's going to be involved in the NFL. He loves it. You can hear when he talks about it, when he talks about things in the past, um, when he talks on Mondays, like I said, with Fitzgerald sometimes and, and Gray on Sirius. Uh, you can hear it. He enjoy, thoroughly enjoys telling people about the game of football, especially when you've won so much. It's pretty fun to, to hear and listen. Um here it is, man. AFC, NFC championships out the way. Bengals, Rams coming up in a couple weeks. Got the Pro Bowl coming up this weekend, so we won't get too much into the Super Bowl quite yet. Save that till next weekend. We get a lot of radio row interviews. We'll get some clips. Can't wait to hear what Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald got to say on in front of the mic. Uh, we'll get some radio row clips. I'll try and get some in here uh, with Black next Tuesday. I know he likes to get some clips. Uh, we'll discuss that with him for next week. But today... Tom Brady retires, and a few hours later, head coaches are making some noise. Uh, that's a topic that I know a lot of people wanted to get into, and, and, and if you're listening right now, 914-205-5796, Colin, we'll get to talking about this. Brian Flores suing the NFL. Um, I want to get this exact uh, – let me one second here. I want to get the exact verbiage down, wording. And stuff of that nature. And three teams, don't forget that. NFL and three teams. NFL and who? Say that one more time, J-Rock. I, I didn't hear you. My, my headphones cut out. I said and three teams. He's on the Giants, Dolphins, and the Broncos as well. Yeah, oh, three teams. Yes, yes. And <laughs> here we go. 
I am pulling up the article right now. Give me one second. I will read it as fast and as clear that can't even talk as clear as I possibly can. He sues the NFL and the three teams, like we just heard, Dolphins, Broncos, and Giants, alleging discrimination regarding his interview processes with Denver and New York and his firing last month by Miami. The 58-page lawsuit was filed in Manhattan Federal Court Tuesday and seeks clash action status. In it, Flores, ale- <clears throat> Flores alleges Dolphins owner Stephen Ross attempted to incentivize him to paint on purpose to lose games shortly after he was hired in 2019, with Ross allegedly offering him $100,000 per loss. Ten losses, a million dollars. Sorry, it was quick math there, I believe. Um, Flores says that as the team won games late in the season, Dolphins general manager Chris Greer told him Ross was mad that Flores' on-field success was compromising the team's draft position. 2019, remember this. Additionally, Flores alleges Ross pressured him into recruiting a prominent quarterback at the end of the 2019 season, which Flores refused so as not to violate the NFL's rules on tampering. Ross then allegedly invited Flores onto a yacht for lunch in the winter of 2020, where he informed him that the quarterback was conveniently arriving at the marina for an impromptu meeting. Flores again refused the meeting and left the yacht. Afterwards, Flores alleges he was treated with disdain and held out as someone who was noncompliant and difficult to work with. He was eventually fired this year, January 10th, 2022, despite going <clears throat> first back-to-back winning season since 03, 10 and 6 in last year, 9 and 8 this year. Flores alleges, <clears throat> Flores also alleged the Giants interviewed him last month for their head coaching vacancy for no other reason than compliance with the NFL's rooting rule, which requires a team to interview minority candidates for their open position, two, meaning they must interview two minorities. It's not just one. The league has amended that rule in recent years and now says, oh, it's two this way. You must hold an interview with an in-person interview with at least one external minority candidate for general manager or head coaching opening. If people were wondering why Patrick Graham would not count, he is not an external minority candidate. Flores alleged he spoke, Flores alleged that alleged he spoke with Giants via Zoom on January 18th prior to the team hiring. Joe Shane as his GM on the 23rd. He says the next day, Shane finalized his interview date for the 27th. Joe, Giants co-director of player personnel, Tim McDonald, texted Flores saying he hoped he would come in and win the fucking job. However, hours later, Flores is lodged to alleges he received a series of text messages from Patriots head coach Bill Belichick. Sorry about that. <clears throat> <clears throat> under Flores worked in New England for 10 years. Flores received in those texts says, um, let me actually, I believe I have the text here so I can get the full correspondence right here. There it goes. Sounds like you've landed um, hyphen congrats. This is um, Flores's phone receiving messages from Bill Belichick. 
Sounds like you landed. Sounds like you've landed. You have landed it. Congrats. Did you hear something I didn't hear? Giant. Question mark, ex- question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. I interview on Thursday. I think I have a shot at it. This is prior to, before the interview on Thursday, he's getting a text message. Got it. I hear from Buffalo in New York that you are their guy. Hope it works out if you want it, too. That's definitely what I want, Flores says. I hope, I hope you're right, Coach. Thank you. Coach, are you talking to Brian Flores or Brian Baden? Just making sure. Flores texting uh, Bill. Bill's response directly after that. Sorry, hyphen, I fucked this up. I double-checked and misread the text. I think they are naming the day ball. I'm sorry about that. DB. Thanks, Bill. 4.51 p.m., I would assume Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. Um, I believe that was the text uh, that they said. And we're down here. Flores, Flores alleges that his his then January 27th interview with the Giants would satisfy the Rooney rule since he was the first minority candidate outside in person that they could officially hire him a day later, a day, a day later. Um, Flores also alleges a similar scenario occurred when he interviewed with the Broncos for their head coaching job in 2019. Flores says that then – General Manager John Elway, among others, arrived at the interview an hour late and hungover as he alleged they had already been drinking heavily the night before. The Giants, Dolphins, and Broncos responded separately to the allegations later Tuesday evening. The Giants said they were pleased and confident with the hiring process. Giants, quote, we interviewed an impressive and diverse group of candidates, the team said. The fact of the matter is Brian Flores was in the conversation to be our head coach until the 11th hour. Ultimately, we hired the individual we felt was most qualified to be our head coach. The Dolphins vehemently denied all allegations against them, while nothing they are, while noting they are proud of the diversity and inclusion throughout the organization. Oh, these guys are real pieces of work. The implication that we acted in a manner inconsistent with the integrity of the game is incorrect, Dolphins team said. And the Broncos detailed their January 5, 2019 interview with Flores, saying it started promptly at 7.30 a.m. in Providence, Rhode Island, less than three and a half hours as when conducted with five team executives. Page, pages of detailed noted, of notes, analysis, evaluations from our interview demonstrate the depth of our conversations and sincere interest in Mr. Flores as a head coach candidate, the team said. Our process through the and fair to determine the most qualified candidate for our head coaching position. The Broncos will vigorously defend the integrity and the values of this organization and all its employees from such baseless and disparaging claims. Denver ultimately hired Rick Fangio for the position. In the lawsuit, um, the law group, the firm representing Flores, said the coach hopes to shine a light on the racial injustice that takes place in the NFL. Um, Here we go. And then Flores wants these things to be addressed, and then we'll get on to everybody. Increase influence of black individuals in hiring. Increase the objective, objectivity of hiring slash terminating GMs, head coaches, and coordinators. Increase the number of black coordinators. Incentivize hiring slash retention of black GMs, head coaches, and coordinators. Transparency of pay for GMs, head coaches, and coordinators. And there's more. The, the lawsuit also seeks 
um, unspecified damages from the league, which responded to the lawsuit later Tuesday. Hey, so. Oh, and so just so we know, Flores' statement, so everyone can hear what he has to say, quote, God has gifted me with a special talent to coach the game of NFL, but the need for change is bigger than my personal goal. And a news release to put out by, oh, in the making, in, in making the decision to file the class action complaint today, saying that I may be risking coaching the game that I love, and that has done so much for me and my family. My sincere hope is that by standing up against systemic racism in the NFL, others will join me to ensure that positive change is made for generations to come. Um, before we get started, anyone listening um, that had anything to say to Colin Kaepernick, your apologies will be accepted promptly as soon as the show is over. Um, after that, J. Rock Black, I believe that's E, the chosen one. You know how we're doing it today. There's no order. How about it, fellas? I'm I'm, I'm perplexed and, and speechless. Oh, it's just it's, it's crazy, man. And and the funny thing is, nothing's gonna happen. They're gonna they're gonna brush this under the rug like they do everything else. Man. Probably talk about it for a couple of weeks, and then the whole shit'll go away. It's like it's like with John Gruden. John Gruden's suing the NFL too, but y'all don't hear anything about that. Nobody hears anything about it. Sweep it under the rug like they do everything else. So this is, and it's not surprising either, man. <laughs> Everybody know what the fuck goes on in the NFL, but nobody wants to talk about it until shit like this comes out. And then all the NFL teams do is deny, deny, deny. The only the only way he's going to win is if he has all the proof in the world that the Dolphins owner said that to him and said. We're going to give you a hundred grand for every loss. Where's the proof that the Giants did what they did as far as hiring Dayball before they even interviewed anybody else? Where's the proof? Some text messages? All you have to say is, well, Bill Belichick would say, oh, I made a mistake. I thought it was something else. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Where's the proof? Can't, can't prove any of it. It's he says, she says. Everybody knows that this shit really is going on in the NFL. Again, nobody wants to talk about it. Well, we're going to wait to see because it is new um, in in the news cycle uh, as it pertains to the day. Um, Tomorrow it will be a brand-new news cycle, and we'll get to see how people react to it. But if this isn't met with the same vigorous hatred that Colin Kaepernick was met with, I would like to say people need to start keeping the same energy. Um. This is precisely the stuff that Colin Kaepernick was talking about that got him blackballed from the NFL, and I was told that he was a liar and didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. So Brian Flores is a liar. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, too. Um, And then once more and more of these stories are going to start coming out, um, it's going to take – look, the change isn't going to come from them. We know that. It's going to take more men like Brian Flores who are not scared to never work in the NFL again, which is probably not a lot, to come up and say these things and, and to come out. And do I disbelieve what he says? Not a chance in hell. Do I think that those text messages were fake? Not a chance in hell. 
Do I think that those men came hungover, expected the shit out of a coach because he was black? Yes, I do. Do I believe that the Giants already hired someone and did not give a fuck and knew that if we just hired, talked to Brian Flores? It, yes, all of it. I believe every single thing that came out today. Because this isn't the first time we've heard it, and it won't be the last time. The, the fact remains, three teams outrageously disrespected, racistly treated a man on the color of his skin because there's not a goddamn thing in his coaching resume that any of these teams can look at and say, he didn't do a good job at it. Not a damn thing. Exactly. So and what a coach any is- of these the coaches that were hired, they were they're not even proven. Brian Flores is proven. He was a proven winner in the NFL. A proven winner in the NFL. He's not qualified. Or he's not he's not as good as the coaches that y'all pick. Come on, man. This is so egregious. Because we all know he's never fucking coaching in the NFL again. And nobody seems to have a problem with that. Everyone seems to be okay with it. Like, oh, yes, oh, it's cool. He's now just ruined his whole career. We know. Bye. Like, no. (laughs) He ruined his career so people can fucking open their eyes. He did something that someone else did and was chastised for because he was a player. Now it's moved up a degree in this coaching shit. A head coach coming out and having these text messages Oh, no, there you can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I fucked up. Looks like they're hiring Dable, not you. My bad. What? Like, wait, wait. Like, so, you know what? And I, I would have asked all the Giants fans because I've been seeing fucking comments and shit. My, my question to Giants fans are, are you upset because the news was leaked out or are you upset about the allegations? Well, here's the thing, man. I'm not upset about anything because we kind of, you know, kind of, we already knew this shit, right? They have a whole rule behind them not doing this the proper way. (laughs) Go the Rooney rule, right? And so they're even using that affirmative action stuff. So, I mean... It's nothing we can do about it, fellas. Outside of you know, how, players, and how credible you know, is that? Saying, we probably put that up there for the for the for the looks of it. How credible? No, is that's it? what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. Um, they had to create it because they weren't doing it properly from the beginning. So I, it doesn't make me think that they're going to use it properly either. Hell no! This has been going on, and we know that it's like two dudes that come in every every year. They you know, look around and boo, boo, boo. Go somewhere and be a coordinator, though, right? So Flores is one of the, the elks to where I think he just, at this point in time, he just probably had enough. And he don't look like the type that, you know, likes to be, well, nobody likes to be bullied, but he don't look like the type that uh, takes too time with being bullied, right? Or, or, or mm-hmm. move it around. So, you know, when people got money, man, they think they could do whatever they want to, man, disrespectfully, too. Forgetting sometimes you're a person and a man or a woman, you know what I mean? So, shout out to Brian Flores, man, and, and got one of the goats out there fucking up on the text having a senior moment. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I 
Oh, my bad. I fucked this one up. Yeah, you did badly, and I appreciate you for it. Yeah, yeah. So he exposed your buddy. Mm. How this shit? Yo, and I'm going to tell you the crazy shit. Um, there was a YouTube channel that, you know, I randomly clicked on because, you know, I just look up giant news. And they had, I said this on, I think, last Wednesday show, they had an actual clip because they screenshotted it of ESPN putting that they will have the job. I, thought, I know what you're talking about. Prior to I, will, I watched that too. I was bugging out. Yo, I was like, yo, this is this is predicted programming. They do, I mean, like, literally everything is, like, made up. That's how this shit is. I was like, wow. This is amazing. So, yep. they kind of already knew. I, I, saw, and, I know what you're talking about. You saw it? I saw, I saw the same thing, man. And it was basically yeah, yeah. they hired Shane before they even um before he even retired. Before they got him when yeah, he retired, before he they got already hired him. Yep. Yep. He was already in there. That's why I said the other day he came through sooner. And um this is kinda like a it was kinda like a nepotistic deal anyway. But here's the thing. They they already had it. They already knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. It wasn't no search like we thought it was a search, it wasn't none of that shit. It happened again to it. And technically, in between that, now we find the banner of racism standing proud again. <laughs> the good old boys club. Hey, 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 hey! I got these mm-hmm. letters. Nobody don't want. Nobody wants Colin Kaepernick. Man, nobody was even talking about Colin Kaepernick. Hey, you come, you know, both of your chin and your big ass head out here, and we know what's in that big ass head for us. You know what I'm saying? It's the race to the ism. Oh, I love my players. Of course you do. Like on the, you know, look, at this point in time, we know the league. We know the league is is, is racist because when you hear a dude like Dan Schneider come on, um, you know, one of our stations, I think we told him that he said it's ridiculous at this point. Oh, you know, like ninety-eight percent of the league is black. I mean, at this point, you should have more head coaches than Mike Tomlin, and you got to do everything in his life to keep that job, which is winning. So we had to do it with you know with the old racist and everything. So I mean, yeah. it is what it is. It's a loaded game, bro. We Mike, just gotta. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. He remind me of uh, Denzel Washington on the Titans. You can't <laughs> ever lose a game. You know, that, that's his fucking job. <laughs> and you look, man. Look, look. The the the, the Mike Tomlin. He what has he done to not be fired? Oh, you know, never had a losing season in 15 years. Been to three Super Bowls, winning two. I mean, like, you got a resume like that. I don't care what color you are. Nobody's going to just dump you, especially if you've never had a losing season. And the way that Ben Roethlisberger's played the last four or five years, the most important position, and you still haven't had a losing season, he's cool. Like, nobody's going to mess with him. The, The issue for me is, is 15 years ago, 20 years ago, you could say, we don't have trust in this black coach or this coach because they haven't gotten a chance yet. That's not the case anymore. There are a plethora of coaches who are African-American who are in positions of defensive or offensive coordinators who it is their job to run that side of the football. And it is their sole reason. Now, of course, they delegate things, and being a great delegator is part of being a great leader. But he whoever it may be, there is no excuse anymore to there's no proof. There's no, there's no this, that we don't know anything about them. 
they've only been a, a special teams, you know, whatever coach, or they've only been a wide receivers coach, or they've only worked with, like, no, these guys are now moving on. There's nobody in this world or even on this phone that's going to argue that Eric Bieniemy isn't worth a head coaching shot, that, that, um, that Leftwich down in Tampa isn't worth a head coaching shot, that Flores, even though through this, isn't worth a head coaching spot. There are coaches that are worth it. And Fox Sports, the morning show, before the divisional run, started talking about this subject. And they brought up the fact that Mike Tomlin was the only head coach, and there was, at the time, there's zero GMs, correct, if I'm not mistaken? It's zero GMs and just Mike Tomlin, unless someone's been hired between then and now. And the response from Howie and the response from uh, uh, Jimmy, white men who played in the NFL, one coach, one play, we need to hire – there needs to be more black men in positions of power so black like, men can get the like opportunities. So, and then Michael Strahan looks at both of them and goes, we don't need black men to hire black men. We need men to hire black men. They need to be hired regardless. You don't need to have someone of your same color. That means systemic racism is built into the foundation of the NFL. If two men who have spent the better part of 50 years inside and in around the NFL say that you need to have people of power be black before you can hire anyone black, there's a fucking problem. Yep. There's an issue. Uh, it's been there. It's been there. Back to just, you know, got a plateau within a few years or so. So it's been there, man. I mean, the realistic approach to this is to be realistic. And hopefully mm-hmm. Brian Flores has a case. I think he does, and I hope he wins. And, look, it, this is if this is the tip of the iceberg and we see – Leftwich come out with some text messages. We see uh, any other plethora of black coaches in the NFL come out with some things saying some undisparaging things about, you know, whatever. That's the tipping point I think we need. Yes, of course, this one incident uh, with these, you know, holes in in, in what he's got. Again, you can always fake these things and whatnot. It's going to be... One second. It's going to be just a, a, a tall task for one man to take it down, but like I said, it's going to take a lot of men uh, with the same kind of cojones to give up what they love potentially for the rest of their lives um, to, to make a change, and that's what it's going to take. Um, well, you know, we're here. you know, at this point in time, um, Flores is probably more or less going to be on, a, on an island by himself because anybody that wants any semblance of a job in the NFL is going to stay the hell away from this, right? They're going to stay the hell away from it. They ain't going to fuck with it. They ain't going to be like, you, me too. The, 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 interesting, nah. the interesting thing for me will be XFL and USFL. If they have the ability to pay the coaches the same amount that they get paid in the NFL, the quality of coach from an offensive coordinator standpoint, from an NFL offensive coordinator, is loads better than any head coach you could probably get in either of those leagues right off top. So if that's going to be interesting in the years to come if those two leagues take off and they actually have 
and there never will be the NFL, but if you can get paid similarly in a head coaching position, maybe not so much the players, this could be an interesting turn of people saying, look, man, NFL, I, I could go make eight, nine million, you know, a, with the Washington Defenders in the XFL and have a good-ass time. You see them having fun over there and not fucking worrying about not getting death threats because they didn't win a Super Bowl? Like, they're having a good-ass time. And I still make seven, eight, nine million dollars? Yeah. Fuck it. They racist over here. Here's my whole phone. I'm going to go over there. Like, that's what I, I, that's what I hope happens. It's a, it's a pipe dream. But it, it needs to, like, shit needs to start. There needs to be opportunities for these guys other places to where they can look and and, 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 and be, it could be, you're not detrimenting your entire livelihood. Again, nobody probably wants to go coach college. The NFL's the end-all, be-all. But it's going to take some guys with some cojones that will say, look, I'll coach college. I'll go to another league. Or I'll stop coaching forever for them to take this. Now, staying on subject, moving over to one of those teams, how do you guys feel about the Giants? Um, one, doesn't look good. <laughs> Two, looks like Bill Belichick's out here getting information and giving information for some odd reason on a team he has nothing to do with. And three, what, why, why would the Giants do something like this? I mean, it, it may sound... <clears throat> Um, like a dumb question, but I think some people who are listening would like that. Yeah, no, I mean, we still got the good old boys club going on, man. It's apparent, you know what I'm saying, that it's still going on. And I'm a fishy, but we thought it was something because we thought, you know, it was authentic, you know, a genuine situation for Mar- for Mary to come out and say, you know, he called Brian Flores personally to let him know he was a serious candidate. Okay. So... This, I don't I don't trust that big head Marshall Muslim dude. I just don't trust him, bro. I don't trust him on there. He, you know, he's a snake to me. We we do have LRP with us. LRP today is a a not usual nacho. We are just having fun today, free flowing with the flow. So pop in whenever you feel like it. Again, thank you for joining us, LRP. Peace, peace. So, Sorry about that. Question. Took me a little while to get to the button. (laughs) No worries. I do got a question for you. You probably did heard my three that I just asked, but will this change the way fans are going to look at the Giants this year moving forward as it pertains to Dable and the team? Do they believe that Dable is going to be really – would they be able to believe that he's here to change or just be another Mara puppet? Same with Shane as well. That goes to everyone on the callers. Yeah, no, no. I think I think that he got. I think Mara. Okay, my bad. Yeah. No, you go ahead. You go first. Uh, yeah, I, I think Mara got exactly what he wanted, and he got it the way he wanted to get it early. The Bills just so happened to move, so he, he was able to get all his pieces early. Um, and, and the Giants fans don't give a damn about this shit. They don't care because the majority of the ones. They drunk anyway, just you know, off of trying to be good, and the majority of them are, are part of the network anyway. Good old boy, they're part of it anyway. They don't want to see black hate coach. They don't want to see a black shirt about. It's okay. It's not a problem, man. You know what I mean? Let's let, 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 let 
The majority of this fan base don't look like us. They look like John Merrick. But they don't give a fuck. That's unfortunate. You know, it's definitely in bad. Uh, I would have, um, we all thought, we knew what it was, but I guess it's a conundrum because if you knew, if we knew what it was, the now light of how they handled this and what went down is unauthentic, like Black said, so maddening that at this age that we are in is still still you know and dot 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 let's leave it at that still really but um my opinion of Joan and uh, the bowl hasn't changed I mean once again it's like these guys get thrown in in the line of fire and, you know, and that's the problem with how these people handle business. They don't care about the casualties. It's malevolent all the way around. You know what I mean? Because now you got these two guys in the line of fire of some crud bullshit that they did because you don't want the first Navy diver to graduate from his school. Like, come on, son. Bill? Yep. Starting off, starting off the relationship all bad. Starting the relationship all south. Like, damn, y'all racist already? All right, well, we <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not to change subject from, from Giants to Brian Flores again, but I do want to ask all you guys because it just came back to me. I've heard this, and I kind of feel the same sentiment. You know, it's, we already knew this, quote, unquote. So, personally... How do you guys feel about Brian Flores? Do you think he's dumb for doing this? Do you, obviously we all respect him, but should he should he have done this at all? I mean, should this have even been done? If we all sit here and just say, why did you even do it if there's going to be no change? And even though I tried to lay out a, a plan for change. That's exactly why he did it. Right? Because there is no change, right? And like Black said earlier, mm-hmm. He doesn't seem like the kind of dude who's just going to lay down off that. You ain't going to punk him and he is going to lay down. Okay, he's from Brooklyn. So you have to say something. Even if, it, even if it's ruining his career, I got to say something. I got, I, got, I got to tell the public what's going on in the NFL. I believe he got a cool $3 million. Hopefully he did the right things with his money. Because, you know, Miami ain't got to pay no taxes. So it's making sure the problem. I want to jump right in there, though, because and I wanted to say this earlier, but I don't know, too soon maybe. There's a lot going on. Maybe I needed words, actual words, to be able to explain what I mean here. But I don't think he's done. I don't think this – and it, it, it seemed like that was the narrative from the pundits right away. But no, to answer your question, no, he wasn't. Uh, stupid, Nacho, he – you know, if you don't stand up for something, fall for everything, you know. And some people you just can't do that to and yeah, think that is cool. And and he'll die on the sword. I mean, he won't die on the sword, but he'll plant the flag for moving forward. You know, he's strong. His shoulder's strong enough to be able to handle it. 
You know, he carried himself as such. So I applaud him for doing it. And, yes, we did know what it was as far as who they wanted to hire. I'm more insulted by the lack, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm insulted by by the notion of their behavior. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, sorry. No, you could go ahead. I said what perplexes me the most, and I made a mention of it, is why the fuck is Bill Belichick tech? I know he's their own coaches together, but how the fuck does Bill Belichick know who the Giants are hiring, especially if it's Buffalo? He's I mean, boy. Able... He has an heir to, the, to that team. That's a boy, man. They tell him everything. Why you think? Why you think Joe Judge got the job? Mm. Yeah. Why mm. you think they getting all the disciples? You know what I'm saying? Why you think Joe Yeah. Look, man. I, I wanted you guys to say that because he, I think for whatever reason, wanted to expose the Giants, the Dolphins, and the Broncos more than anyone else. Obviously, because of the direct connection. Like, look, if Bill Belichick texted you, even though we're cool. My first thought would be, why does he know? Like, whether or not I knew that they're cool, whether or not that I know, judge, like, why is Bill texting me congratulations? And, like, if you know, that means they all know. Why aren't they texting me congratulations? Hold on. So, what, what are you, you get what I'm saying, my brother? Are you trying to say that Bill probably didn't like the way his, his one of his disciples was being handled in Miami? Mm. He was like, you know mm. what? I, look, 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 right look. Oops, sorry. Let me I do, red. Let me do a single miss- moment on this text. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm a boomer. Belichick knew Flores mm. was the better coach, and why are you getting with the day ball? But he knows Flores he goes. Look, he was the one who called. This is my conspiracy theory, and I'm going to stick to it. He called the Giants and goes, I heard you going with Brian. That's a good choice, man. Flores going to be that man. Man, that's going to be good. It's awesome. You're going you're gonna to get everything you want. He's going to turn that franchise around. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're going Brian. Daybo, coach. Daybo, not Flores. Daybo, that's that ass. He don't know what he's talking. You need to get the man who just wanted to. You need to get Flores back. We're going with we're going with Gable. You know, yada yada yada. Thank you for your input, Coach. But we're gonna go. Oh, you motherfuckers done. Hold on. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Brian. Oh, oops, wrong person. Daddy, like man, that's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's there's nothing else I can think of. Because Bill Belichick, regardless of if he thought it was Flores or if he thought it was Dable, understands the, the, the repercussions of that. He's already been through a whole text message thing with a quarterback in his whole in his house, in, in team. So he knows text messages is not the way to go. Do I'm doing this in person. I'm calling you on the phone. This is premeditated to me. Bill Belichick wanted to get this out. He wanted his friends. To know, I've pushed for you. You should be the coach, but these dumbasses are racist, and they didn't even want you as they coach. They hired this guy before they even interviewed. Said, I think that's what happened. I could be way off base, and he could just be a boomer and don't know how to use stuff. No, but isn't that the report? That's the report. That's the that's what the text message said. That. 
they they the man had a handshake, a wink, and a and a, and a gunshot higher <laughs> way before. What's the name? You know what I'm saying? Gave me a wink and mm-hmm. a gun. Mm-hmm. So like I missed like oh. yeah, because and then and and that, Flores says to Coach, "Hey, are you talking to Dable? Are you talking to Flores?" Like ah, it's it's just it's a lot to unravel for me, man. But I love conspiracy. Messy as shit. It's all it's messy as hell all the way up and down. And no it I mean, in my opinion, of course you know, look. It's been like this for a long time. They even implement I mean, for them to go this long with that stupid Rooney rule and you know, cowering to the nonsense of the notion in the first place <laughs> is astounding. You know what I mean? But now you know, you get some smart ass lawyer and they're talking about the letter of the law. It's not what you know, it's what you can prove. And then that's how bullshit happens. And that's when the, that lady takes off her blindfold and actually really starts seeing things mm-hmm. and weighing the that's balance. That's exactly what I said. Down. He has to prove all of that. Exactly what I said starting off. You know what I mean? And I don't think this is why I believe he is for all intensive, non-violent purposes, a martyr in this situation. He's literally giving up everything, knowing he's not going to win, in my eyes, in your eyes, in everybody's eyes, to to say something out there. Okay, I can't prove it without a shadow of a doubt, but I'm going to put every single piece of incriminating evidence in front of the public eye while this public of public of court opinion job goes out and starts, you know, now as this gets going, TMZ and stuff of that nature, we're in a court now. You know, this, this isn't, you know, uh, it's not going to just be ESPN and NFL Network. We're going to get dirty, disgusting news reporters that will do anything to get the story, and they're going to be digging and digging and digging, and they're not going to find other text messages. They're not going to find other head coaches, other coaches that were put in similar situations. They're not going to dig and look. This is not, to me, this isn't the old NFL where it's impregnable, where you can just get away, you know, get away with people. It's leakable. People can get turned. People are not as loyal to the shield as they are to the dollar. So it's, it's, it's so much to me that, like, look, Bill Belichick, the genius he is, set this whole thing in motion in my conspiracy theorist eyes. And he Yo, sent the message. And he's straight Inspector Gadget villain right now, bro. Sitting up there watching the TV, rubbing his cat all day with the iron <laughs> claw. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I saw that earlier. I was like, whoa. I said that earlier when I first I was like, yo, why has Belichick got to do with all this? You know what I mean? Is he still <laughs> mad, son? That's what I said to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, what, like, why? We was minding our own business. Ready to be rolling, moving forward with Bubba Sparks and old boy. And then this. Like, come on, man. Yeah, shit. So so, so I'm almost not 
too hard-pressed to assume that Belichick didn't say, look, man, you want to come work on my staff? And Flores says, I want to be a head coach. And then this is when his name gets put into things. He, Belichick is like, oh, well, of course, you deserve to be a head coach. I was going to let, you know, if you need a job, come with me. He just lost his D.C. He just lost his O.C. He could use, you know, another familiar person that knows how to win. Come on in. Now I want to be a head coach, coach. All right, cool. I'm going to call New York, put a word in for you like I did for Judge. We'll see what we can do. I'll call the other places that I know, you know. You ain't, again, like I said, you going with the fat motherfucker? You ain't going with my dude? All right. You know, I don't know how to work that. So, uh, I just, ugh, it's so much disgusting ugliness to go over. Um, but You going with the pizza boy? <laughs> Jake, Montana, Manine, young man, sir, welcome. Are you with us? It was good. Peace, God. Peace, peace. E, the chosen one, are you with us too or are you in the background? All right, silence is golden. Oh, I'm, absolute, I'm absolutely here, brother. Today I'm just being a fan. Um, I am very, very shocked over the, the things that I've been told over this phone because that's what it's called, telling me because normally I'm in tune to things like this, but today was one of them days where children and life came into play. But I've been listening to my brothers break things down, so all I'm going to talk about is my feelings. As an Afri- Aboriginal man, my brother, this thing here, this is no plaything. You understand? And I'm going to be dead serious with you, gentlemen, like when I do get serious. This is no plaything. And if y'all see that this man is coming out like this and keeping it real, that means this thing has been hidden for so long that nobody probably wanted to say anything about it or been paid off or however it may have went down. I'm not speculating nothing else. But normally when a thing like this comes out against an aboriginal man, it's been going on for a very long time just swept under the rug, or he been pushed away to the point where nobody would believe him. Now we have somebody with evidence, evidence in the truth. This should change everybody's thought process about the NFL if you never had one. It should change your thought process about Aboriginal men being hired in higher positions, and it should also change your thought process on how our organizations think and what they really feel about us. And I'm going to leave it right there. Y'all need more? I got more. I was just trying to be cool. <laughs> no, no, you good. You good. I, I, I was checking yeah. my headset and getting it right. Shake, sir. I thought Shake was going to come right on in there. That's why I ain't say nothing. I ain't want to fuck up. Yeah, I, did, I, I was fixing the headset, and then when I got it on, perfect timing, I guess. Shake, sir. The floor is yours. We did go over everything of the weekend. Of course, Tom Brady retiring earlier, and then the, the subject you embroached on was the Flores-Rooney rule, we were in pretty much the Giants' discussion about it, how it makes you feel uh, as a fan, and then, of course, um, the whole thing as a whole. Um, The floor is yours. Anything you'd like to talk about, um, whatever it may be, you know, Patrick Mahomes choking in the second half, uh, Matthew Stafford going to the Super Bowl after everyone said he can't win, uh, whatever it is, let him know. 
This was something that um we spoke about on the show came to this um recollection that this was what our organization was. And there's certain um positions of power that they just will not give a, a brother. Now granted, we did have a black GM. We did. But even that black GM had the answer to somebody that was supposed to have been under him in Tom Coughlin. Right? So we all was aware of these things in this organization. So when Flores and all of them was um, candidates, we were a little surprised. You know, we were like, oh, man, we could possibly have a black GM and a black head coach. It, that was the possibility at one point in this search. And um, that would have been totally crazy and a total turnaround from everything, but that did not happen. Now, with Flores, I'm like, I understand that decision, but at the same time, this thing has validity to it. And you're just showing the validity to it in this situation. And now it's to the point where there's no more uh, throwing your stones and hiding your hand. You know what I'm saying? There's, There's no more of that. Like, we see it smack dab in our face now. Yeah, it, social media got it to that point now. It's, uh, these organizations cannot be the government so much anymore. We see it now. We see it up close and personal. The thing I, I feel is that <laughs> just like Kaepernick, Flores, you got to watch your ass now, bro. As you're doing all this, suing this NFL, you're suing the, these top organizations in the NFL, it's not going to look too good for you, man. I don't know, man. Like, I, I know you're taking a stance, but uh, it might be the wrong stance. I don't know. But, ooh, this is, that's going to be a rough one, bro. Because we are talking about somebody that has to feed his kids. This is the way he makes his living. So for him to do this, it's pretty gutsy. Pretty gutsy. I I, I tip my hat, but I also am worried about the guy because he might not have another job ever again in the NFL. That is. So, yeah, all that. That's how I feel about it. It's crazy. And that sucks, and that's a possibility. And the, the reality of that sucks. Like, I mean, there's just no... It's a better word, but I can't think of it right now because it's just so... It's so maddening, you know what I'm saying? Because why we always got to... You know, at, at the, the risk of doing something with what's right. But because it's up against this so-called... White Wars juggernaut. 
you know what I mean? You can't, you got cement shoes. But we all felt that way just because of the imaginary oppression. It's like, you know what I mean? Like uh, Black Widow, you know what I mean? Where she had the dude that treated her like crazy all through her life, had him right there. So brainwashed, couldn't even do it. Trained them not even to hurt hurt the person, the oppressor. Straight Stockholm. You know what I'm saying? And why why do we constantly have to keep laying down? I stand with them. I stand with them tomorrow. No, I I, I hear you. I, um, that's just that's definitely the way the world is, though, right? It's like the people and the masses has that control, like. Yeah, you can fight against it, but it's going to be a long, tough road to fight. And you don't have the resources to um, to survive much. You know what I mean? You know? Um, I put it in the book. That's all right. Exactly. You're talking about you're talking mm-hmm. billionaires with long money, man. They can pay people off to say whatever they want them to say. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'll put it in a book. You're right. Mm. Well, I'll pray for Brian Flores and his um, family. I um, hope everything will be all right with him. And I hope he does get another job and all that. But um, good luck with that lawsuit, bro. Next story, all right, we're going to come out on top. Let's believe. And it'll be epic. Wheels is turning right now. <laughs> but, and yeah. look, the, 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 I forgot what I was going to say about that, but that story becomes a lot bigger if one of these owners has the balls to actually hire him and he becomes the head coach still in the NFL. Um, because I a, lot, a lot, a lot, I, I think, look, if he doesn't get hired, he proves he's right to me. You're not hiring him because he's black or you're not hiring him because he told on you guys. That that that's that's the two reasons. He's not lying. Whether or not he can prove it in a court of public opinion or a court of law is irrelevant to me. He's not lying. These text messages are real. They are not fabricated. The correspondence he's talking about with Ross is real. And the the ability for billionaire people to fake um, outcomes because of paying people off is going to start getting harder and harder now that in 22, my nine-year-old son has an 8K camera in his pocket. Like, when 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 those type of things are at such readily availableness, I can, can I can video, audio record you without you knowing. And if I'm in a state that that doesn't matter, which a lot of states you can audio and video record, especially a lot of the states these guys vacation to and have conversations at, they can then use that against them. So what I see in the future is more of these guys coming out and 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 look this is not going to change the way the nfl acts so they're still going to be dumb and 
I hope there are more people like Bill Belichick that that of send text of, messages of that don't know, quote unquote, how to send. In a court of law, you do have to prove it. You do have to have evidence. So you can say whatever about your employer. If you if you can't back it up with concrete evidence, it doesn't matter. It's not even information out there in the public, and then it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. public perception of how you feel about that employer. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. unless you can unless you can prove it in the court of law, it doesn't mean shit. Yeah, Dude, do I think he's gonna win the case? Absolutely not. I have, I have, I have. Personality so strong that, like when Nacho was talking earlier, I feel like when he went on that yacht, he had a phone or camera, something was going on. He had to record that man acting crazy. He had. And it's gonna be, it, it, it's, it's gonna be uh, a situation where, like I said, an owner and a GM. Look at each other and go, hey, do you got anything to do with those three teams? No. Do you? No. Hey, you like them three teams? No. No. We want to win, right? All right, let's hire this motherfucker right now. Like, that's what it's going to take. Yeah, that's going to take a And there are that. people. Sorry, go ahead, Nobby. No, I was just going to, to your point, and with Kaepernick, this is where I think, you know, the First, I've already seen more support in favor of than not, especially from, you know, this thing hit the TV like, you know, explosion, you know. So it was even like a lead-off in the national 530 primetime, you know, type news stuff. So I think with Kaepernick taking the stand, being the first, they can't afford another black ball case. And this is to your credit, uh, to your point, Nacho, as far as somebody actually, I, I mean, and this goes to my earlier statement, I don't think he's going to get I think he'll have an opportunity to get a job. I don't think he'll be blackballed because the NFL cannot have another black ball high-priority case like this to this magnitude. They, you know what I mean? So I think that is that's his. if he wins. If he loses, think of like, oh, you lied against us, Bobby, Father. This again, this is the good old boy organization line. Right. Ain't nobody gonna have a ball to say, oh, well, he didn't. No. If you in the NFL, you win all thirty-two games. I do hope this Basically. wasn't a reactionary thing on him because I mean, he, I, I believe that he really did want the Giants' job, especially with the background and all the hype and the hoopla around them even becoming one. And like Shake said, we didn't think it would be, but. I'm pretty. I hope that you know it's like okay, that's the move that they take. They made their chess move, and now you know. I mean, he he in it now because to come out and say that you got paid a hundred grand, hundred thousand each game because the owner said or whatever he wanted losses. You know, if you don't have proof of that, and I think that's where the class action, you know, and then the the hiring or the, the faux pas interview. Because I'm pretty sure he has proof for that, you know. And you can you can even subpoena what Murray said, and that was shortly after, you know, that uh, first weekend of the playoffs, or some shit like that, where he said he reached out. Now I don't know how for you know because I do remember that came from CBS Sports, so it wasn't like a funky publication so, where I got that from. Mm-hmm. 
But right. see, when he said Buffalo and New York, he he thought he was talking to Dable. He thought he was wait, talking wait, to wait, Dable. Wait. So that's why he said Buffalo yes. and New York told me that you're the yes. guy. Yes. Told me that you're their guy. Hope it works out if you want it to. Look, I, I'm, not, I'm not believing this. That's definitely what I want. I hope you're right, Coach. Thank you. And now, I can't see time stamps on this. I wish I could because then I want to see how much long does Brian Flores, does it click in his mind that he may be talking to the wrong person? Because it's the next text that he goes, Coach, are you talking to Brian Flores or Brian Dable? Just making sure. Like, because, look, I'm a, I'm a call person. You tell me congrats on a job. I'm going to call you right there. Oh, shit, you know something, huh? Hold on. Hey, what's up? What you talking about? What you mean? What you mean congrats? Oh, I got the job. Oh, so, oh, oh, you, oh, because I called you, you know it's Brian Flores, and it's not Brian Dable, so you don't congratulate. Like, see, that's what I'm saying. You text so you can be Brian Flores having all the info that you have. Now, sorry, I fucked this up. What did you fuck up? I fucked this up. What did you fuck up? Like, you, you, like, it's another confusing line for me. I double-checked, and I misread the text. I think they are running, I think they are naming David. I'm sorry about that. BB. He never signed BB on any of the messages before. But the last one he signs, BB. And it's just, it's just, it's such a weird interaction of like, I have to believe that two grown men who are absolutely smarter than me have the dumbest interaction on a cell phone. Like, (laughs) that's not, I can't believe that. Like, (laughs) has Belichick made a comment yet? Has he said anything? No, no, no. He's too he's too busy getting asked why Tom Brady made a nine page essay and didn't mention him or the Patriots. Nobody yeah, cares I'm about this. Closet somewhere like Junior when he shot Tony. Hi, rest the car, my So I think. I think the bigger issue is for when we get into when we when we get into this whole playing out in the court of law, if he wins against New York and against Denver, the Miami situation is weird in and of itself. I don't know if there's anything wrong with that. It may be like the fans may hate you that you wanted to pay for losing. But I don't know if an incentive to losing is illegal in the NFL. You get what I'm saying? So the Miami one is so different and weird to me. But black, sorry. that's you. You sound muffled, bro. So that that's why to me I'm just like. The the Denver and the New York situations have real 
penalties and repercussions attached to those. If you hired someone before you actually interviewed them, it is illegal of the Rooney rule. You cannot hire someone and just, you can't just have an interview in place and be blown away by someone before the interview and not have the interview. It's part of the Rooney rule. So if Denver and New York do that, those are consequential things that can happen. And if this isn't supposed to, if this can get done before April 28th, like, if we're talking about an organization, sorry, a, 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 a business that has injustice on the back of their helmet, it takes all of us on the back of their helmet, and they let those two teams slide when those teams have first-round picks, it's, it's, it's all bad on the look of them. So we could be talking about those two teams, if this is true, if he wins, then losing some real, real stuff as it pertains to maybe money, draft picks, anything of, of that nature, it, it, it's going to be real interesting for those two teams because, again, the Miami situation to me is just weird. Why are you paying for losing? I, I think you throw that out there to let the Miami fans and everyone know why you were fired because you're not a loser and that's what they want to be. So I get that, but there's nothing really illegal there as where the other two may have done their hiring process illegally could get some real penalty. And then, of course, uh, go ahead. There's nothing illegal about the ruling rule. It's not law. It's illegal for the organization to do that, but that's not law. So no, illegally they didn't do anything wrong. That's what I mean. If you can go to the court of law and you know that, A, the court of law says, look, you're right. They hired someone. Your evidence proves that they were supposed to interview you, but they didn't. But, look, in this, we can't do nothing. But you're right. All he's got to do now is, take that to arbitration, and now he's filing it in the NFL court of law against the the Broncos and the Giants. I think this is what he's, he's trying to do. It's get to the court of law and let them say, look, your evidence proves you're right, but these aren't illegal things, so we can't do anything about it. But you're right. So he's got that. I'm going to the NFL now, and I'm suing these – and I'm not suing these teams – I'm bringing it to the NFL in arbitration as the NFLPA will do or the Coaches Association will do for him. You get what I'm saying? So it's not so much as he's trying to win in, you know, Judge Judy court. He's trying to make it to where when he leaves, he knows his evidence and proof is enough that the NFL can't turn a blind eye to it, and it's public record at that point. So we can all see the evidence he's got. Mm-hmm. It just, to me, winning in the court and stewing means nothing to him if he can be right at the end and then turn around and take this to the NFL court and be like, look, this is what these teams broke your laws. Maybe not real laws, but they broke your laws. And, you know, the shield, right? You protect it, right? Everyone knows they broke them now because it's part public, public persona. 
public stuff. Like, so this is my, this is so disgustingly fucking weird for the NFL to have to go through. And another team is now changing their name. Another team is dealing with, you know, there's retirement, there's coaching changes around. There's other teams now having to make coaching hires in the midst of this. How do you not make a mistake? How do you, you know, it's, there are, what, five or six still coaching vacancies, a couple, I think a couple GM vacancies, one maybe. Like, this is not over at all. Mm. I mean, but the NFL's been through it already. They, they went through it with Kaepernick. And they settled out of can court. I, and nobody's talking about it anymore. Can I, can I say something to my brothers? We on a serious topic. Yeah. Everybody here is educated on the topic. Everybody has great insight. But I have a more basic question, if you want to just call it that. Do y'all hear what we're talking about? No, and and, and don't say yes, because I'm asking you to just think for a second. Do you guys really hear what we are talking about? We are here as football fans, as media guys, as radio hosts, as men. We are really here. We're talking. Yo, yeah. I, I think I'm tripping. You know what? I'm. I'm. A, I'm. A, yo. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna just keep this. Forgive me, because. <laughs> I'm going to just listen. Yo, what we're talking about is really wow. It's it's wild. Like, that's the word for it. It's wild. This is wild. And it only makes me believe how long these things have been going on, which we weren't able to see and now able to just see, as our great brother Shakes alluded to, through social media, through what we see as the optics, through we see keeping receipts, right? All of those things that we talk about on this show and how these things just openly shows you what you already might have been thinking, what people have blamed you for being a conspiracy theorist about or thinking too much or going too far, but it's right here. These are all things that we thought about in some different area at some point in time in our lives but just didn't feel like talking about maybe here or there. And now we're having a whole forum, which I'm proud of, of course. We're having an actual forum on this. That's crazy. Brian Flores, I'm praying you stay alive. People turn up missing because of shit like this. I'm just keeping it real with y'all. This is Michael Jordan Pops level. Don't get it twisted. Mm. All right? I'm telling y'all something, man. Like, I'm, I'm seriously listening to everything we're talking about, and I'm taking it serious, and the wheels are churning, and the first thing that's coming to my mind is, is this man safe for the rest of his life, or will they let it ride by in five years? An unexplained death to former NFL coach, Ryan Flores. Right, yo, yeah, yo. All right, let me just get back to this. All I know is 
is if he was lying or not telling the truth, you um, would not have that worry. And I think the 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 biggest the biggest thing about all of this is is immediately the headlines were wrote. He's never getting another job again. Da 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 da. Like Brian Flores exposes racism should have been the headline. Brian Flores exposes more racism throughout the NFL should have been the headline. The headlines read, Brian Flores sues NFL, likely to never work in NFL again. Brian Flores sues NFL. What does this mean for his future? Brian Flores, like, what is going on? We know, but what is going on? Like, Thank, the, thank you, the, Nacho. Thank you. We together. We kumbayaing right now, as my man <laughs> Antonio Brown would say. We are kumbayaing right now, bro. Mexico to Panama. We are kumbayaing right now. This is what I'm talking about. What is going on? And that's what I want my brothers to talk about, too, because I know it's right there. But, yo, please, just take the 30 seconds and hear my compassion. What is going on? What's happening? We was just two days ago, Flores, Flores, man, come on. Come on, we did the bowl is going to Miami. Come on now. And if Flores come here, you know the only reason why it's beef is because of Deshaun Watson. That he linked to him so he feeling like that's what we were talking about. Seventy two hours later, we talking about this. It's John Mara called him. We was all excited about that just happening. John Mara called him. Listen. I like Brian. That's yours, but mine. And we here right now. I think I'm. I think I'm too invested. That's what it is. That's, it may be me. It may be me. Always, it was always it, there. It was always is, there, but we didn't want to see it, man. Come we on, always Brian. said, "Yo, why? How come we never had a black coach? How come we never had a black quarterback?" a franchise quarterback this time. Come on, man. Now, I don't even know why. Now it's, in front of Ed, now it's in front of everybody's face, and nobody can can deny it anymore. If you deny now it, then you're going to Malik Willis. This, this just got Malik Willis in the building. We're going to move if up. You, if, if, if you think, if you think, if you come out of this and you are a man, woman of of comprehension of this story, and you come out of this story thinking that Brian Flores is a bitter loser, you missed the assignment, and you need to just quit life. Because it's way beyond somebody not getting a job and and being mad about it. It's, It's way beyond that. We are so far beyond TiVo right now that you need to realize that Somebody being bitter is not putting their life, soul, future earnings of their taking care of their family on being bitter. Nobody in their right mind is doing that. Not anybody. So get that dumbass. Well, listen, listen, I'm glad that you said that. Real quick, and I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm glad that you said that. But that is how they are going to spin it, and we all know what I mean by day. And they are going to spend it. They're going to say, look at the trouble that he caused in Miami. 
Look at all this. Now he didn't get the job here and there, and now he wants to claim that we are all racist. Like, they're going to try to spin it, bro. And, 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 and if, it's, if, it's, if his past was squeaky clean, real quick, and I'm, 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 out, I'm out of the way, y'all. But if his past was squeaky clean where he didn't have none of these issues and none of these troubles and none of these problems, oh, he would win that fucking case outright. But right, like, with that, oh, it's a case. Oh, it's a case now oh, because that's exactly how they're going to spend it. Oh, they're going to spend and, it that way. Oh, they're going to spend it. And, Go ahead. Yo, and, and Montana, no, I want everybody to stay where I'm at because I need this in my life. This is the difference between the complexion for the protection and the complexion of neglecting. This is the difference right here because if this would have been, let's just say that was Brian DeBow, right? Let's just say that was Brian DeBow. What y'all think is happening if that was Brian DeBow? Nothing. Nothing is good. We're going to fix this thing, Brian. We're going to make it right. That ain't how far. You ain't got to go no further than that. But guess what? Because, like you just said, they're able to use something to take away from that something that has nothing to do with the other thing, right? They're going to do that. His firing of being an NFL head coach in conversations with Miami has nothing to do with the evidence produced in this thought process in case against the NFL. It is two totally different things. And you can come around and talk about your bitterness all you want. But when they check the situation, they're going to call character witnesses. Remember that. They're going to call people that want to witness and talk about who he is. And more than not, he's going to have people say positive things about him. Because NFL the, coaches the, and organizations go through this all the time. This, this brings up so much, too, when you talk about the Miami situation. You know, because, again, the other two, I think, again, to me, he's going to have the evidence and that's going to be damning to both those franchises. The Miami thing, he wants to get out there. Look, there's a reason why I was switching quarterback and I was looking like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but I still went 10-6 and six and 9-8 and eight over the last two years with Glass as my quarterback and Ryan Fitzpatrick and, you know, whatever we had going at the beginning of the season and then look at the end of the season. Like, everything makes sense now. If you look at Miami and Brian Flores' tenure, the, the way things went, how certain players were picked up and let go so quickly, it's like, oh, Brian Flores was nothing to them. He meant nothing to them, and he was just there. And because he's an absolutely great coach, he was able to put two seasons together with a team that wanted to lose, a front office that wanted to lose. And it was evident at the beginning of the year they wanted to lose. And he couldn't do it anymore. I'm sorry, Playboys. I can't just I, – I, I, I get paid from W's. I know you were billionaires. I just want to make some money. So I'm going to go out here and try to win. And I did that. Seven, two, nine game, two, seven game, or seven game win streak, eight game win streak, whatever they did. Like, that whole situation makes sense now. Miami Dolphins are losers. I will not look at them other than that until they win again 
consistently for five to ten years. They're a losing franchise. That's all they want to do. When you're offering your head coach $100,000 for a loss so you can get a higher draft pick and you don't know how to draft, you're a fucking idiot. Hmm. And you're just losing. So why do they want so they that? Can, why do they want the draft pick though? Right? You gotta you because, gotta, you gotta because, ask that question too. Because you know number one draft pick, especially if it's a quarterback, bring butts in the seats. Now, right? now also that the fans want to get talked about. For fans want to see that quarterback, so they gonna come see the game. Even even so, right now, for the next you know, maybe next week and a half is two teams. Then after that, until the till, and from the day after the Super Bowl until the day before draft day, there are five, ten teams that are talked about. If there's ten different teams in the top ten, and there are five teams that are talked about every fucking day. The top five draft picks are talked about every day for a better part of two to three months in the offseason, and then after they are picked. They are talked about how good they could be, bad they could be, turn a franchise around. You are talked about for the better part of the whole offseason. And then, of course, if you do happen to get top pick or be in that top position and fall in the right spot and get a quarterback and the guys above you don't, like you, there's a few, like they did with the Tua situation, a few quarterbacks go quickly. The Miami Dolphins and Tua Tungavailoa are in conversations every year when we talk about that because of that draft pick. They want publicity. They want cameras. They want paparazzi. And they don't care about wins. That's all I've gotten in the past 12 hours. And from the research, it looks like they don't care. They don't make sound decisions as an organization when it comes to draft picks. They don't make sound decisions with free agents. Why did you bring Kyle Van in to play outstanding for one year to, to ship him off to, to New England to play outstanding and get them in the playoffs? You paid him $30 million. Like, what is going on down there? Have you, to, uh, look, at the, look, at the, look at the minority owners on the, on the Dolphins. They're all celebrities, right? So they, people think, oh, you know, if I go to a Dolphins game, I might see a celebrity and shit. That's why he did it the way he did it. That's why he gave all these celebrities minority ownership in the damn team so they can come to the game, so people can come to the game, so they can get this fucking money. Mm. They want Super Bowls that they don't get to play in in Miami, and they want top stories in Miami. They don't want wins. If they wanted wins, this would... There would be an offensive liner on Tua. They would have not drafted Jalen Waddle. They would have done what they needed to do to help out their quarterback who, who stayed upright can play. Like, there, there's, like, there's a lot of BS in that organization. Then you look at the Broncos and what they were able to do or not do in their situation. It's just like this whole thing is, like, ripped out of the pages of 80. 1987, like, what is going on? Like, how many, how many other teams have to deal with doing that? How many other teams have to deal with that? 15? That's like, crazy, man. The, the, the way teams lose, like, when you read that, that Ross offered him $100,000 to lose, 
did you guys not just think about certain games in your mind and go, oh, them motherfuckers got paid? Oh, yeah, they got paid for that one. Oh, man, they were up 14 with three minutes, and the defense just went prevent for the whole. Yeah, they, yep, 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 they went that, yep. You just, I could just, I went through about 15 games over the last five years, looked them up, looked at scores, looked at the way the games ended, and it had fucking Timmy Donahue from the NBA written all over it. You know, you're throwing the game to make money, not illegally through a ref, but because your coach or because your GM or president said, let's do this to make, I'll give you some money if we can get a top five this year. I'll give you some more money if we, for top three this year. And it's like, it makes sense in, in the, the way you look at it, but you're like, there's no way. It can't be real. It can't be real. You can't, you can't, no, no. There's billions riding on this every year, whether it's gambling or fantasy sports. Like, it just, it, it makes you so flabbergasted and feel bamboozled because, it, it, like, you think about it, like, like it's just, like, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, 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 it's perplexing. Well, why does, why, why, why does you know Pat Mahomes stink up an entire half? Why does Aaron Rodgers put up a fifteen rating in a divisional round at home? Why does? It like it, there are things that just these aren't these aren't real. All about like, the Benjamins. Ex- exactly. All about the exactly. Benjamins. Exactly. Come on, ES, ESPN has a show on their network called Daily Wage where they tell you who the fuck to bet on. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that? Like that's crazy to me. It's about the money. Wow. Huh? We have 45 minutes of this recorded session left. I want to get everyone's closing statement, their full long-winded answers. We got a couple answers from the weekend that we didn't get, so I want to get to them first. He's the chosen one, sir. Welcome back. Look, man, Joe Burrow's that dude. The Bengals got a defense, and there's nothing the Rams can do about it. Tell me about the whole weekend. In football, how much you loved it, hated it, and then your closing statement, sir. Thank you so much for coming. I get to see five of my sons in the Super Bowl, and they all are a part of their teams, not bench players, not Eli Apple, bum-ass, my children, my sons. My legacies, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, ouch, ouch, Jamar Chase, Samaji P. Ryan, intricate pieces and parts, Freezy Sons over there too, Tyler Boy, T. Higgins, you know. Intricate part of what's going to be done. And when we flip to the other side of things, Odell Beckham Jr. 
the most washed up wide receiver who's a cancer. We didn't sign them to trade him. We can't win with him. Can't play with him. Cancerous in the locker room. Not a good teammate. Look at everywhere he goes. The team goes down. Best wide receiver controversial wise in the last four years is in the Super Bowl playing for the greatest prize in the world and is contributing to W's to get there. He's just not existing on a team. He's a part of the living movement of it. I am ecstatic, excited, elated to see my children become men right before my eyes. I do it for the children. I'm just so happy that nobody can say nothing because I don't really know how to control Rams fans. And I don't really know how to control Bengals fans. So we get a chance to just watch football, unbiased, uncut, Unwavered. May the best team win, but choose the side. Let's go, Odell. That's where I'm at. I think Burrow and them might get there again. I think this might be his last shot with Odell and them. So that's what I got for that. Outside of that, man, I'll keep my conversations. Side note to my brothers, thanks for letting me go first. Um, that's it, man. I'll talk to my brothers off air. This, this is this ain't over. We got you, Flores. Hashtag Flores. Yeah, we got. There's gonna be a, a Flores strong type of hashtag coming out soon, especially if he's able to produce some real evidence. Um, I know it's gonna be hard for him to put it out now until he gets to the court of law. Because um, that's just not what you do. You don't you don't do that before you get in there. But hopefully, once he gets in there, we'll be able to see it, and, and we'll everyone will be where we're at, which is behind Flores. Shakes Montana nine. Uh, you did get a little bit of the weekend, but man, how are you feeling about this Super Bowl matchup? Of course, we won't do picks or anything like that. And then, of course, your closing statement, sir. Thank you again for showing up. And then, if you want to get into it, Tom Brady did retire. Uh, Roethlisberger did retire. We didn't talk about that. So, um, anything else uh, that happened from the last couple of days, and then you close the shirt. Thank you so much. No doubt. Um, first off, I'm gonna say fire is back on. I'm happy for him, and it does make me sick to see him in his position and not be in a giant uniform. <laughs> That's real. I mean, for real. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> but um, I am happy for him, and I hope that he does win the ring and he deserves it. I seen it right after the game. Man, you know, if you ever played sports, if you ever played yourself, no matter what sport it was, even if you played soccer, and... You play your heart out, and you give it your all 
and I mean your all, to the point where you damn near giving your last breath just to win this game. And you don't. And you don't win. The heartache, the heartache and the feeling, the crushing feeling, it just hurts. It hurts so bad. And only people that ever play sports can understand that feeling. Debo Samuel played his ass off throughout the season, throughout the playoffs. In this game, he played his ass off. And when he lost, you seen the passion, you seen the hurt. But what I also seen was Odell Beckham Jr. run over to him and talk to him. And I don't know the words that he said, but I'm pretty sure he said, bro, you are a star. You keep it pushing. So that's the Odell Beckham that I loved as a New York Giant football player. And when I seen that, it made me smile. <clears throat> as far as the kids in these matchups, I got a lot of them. So I'm going to be looking as a proud dad my damn self. Over there in L.A., I got Dante Dion. I got Aaron Donald. I got Ramsey, you know, and all these guys, right? And I, I can go on and on because I, I do. I got a lot of kids in L.A. I got, I got some kids in Cincinnati, too. But for the guys in L.A., like the Jalen Ramseys, who they was like, trying to um, kill him in the media for his attitude and how he is. And they shipped him off to L.A., right? And for the Aaron Donalds, who's been playing the best football since he's been in the league, and he's the best in the game right now. For Matthew Stafford, who's not even my son, but for him to choke all his career, to be on that bad, sorry-ass team, and couldn't, can't win shit, but to go to the Super Bowl. It's awesome for Sony Michelle, who was looking like a star, and then got hurt, and people forgot. Forgot who the fuck he was. Ship him off to L.A. Resurrection. So I'm happy for all those guys, man. I'm happy that they all in the, in the Super Bowl. And for the Young Bucks. You know what I mean? Burrow and Chase and, and, and Mix and smacking white girls in the face. Now he's in the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? It's awesome. Redemptions. Resurrections. This is what I love. And not only that, but not only that, but I am a big, I'm big on these Super Bowl wins. The Giants got four, and I don't want nobody else that got more of them or even close to even win more because we got to be that organization. 
So for those teams like San Fran, Dallas, Green Bay, and, and, and New England, and Pittsburgh, and all that, I don't want them to win. No, they don't win nothing. But this ain't them. This is Cincinnati. When's the last time they, have they won anything? This is L.A. Rams. When's the last time they, have they won anything? It's all house money now. I don't care who wins. Just give me a great game. I'm rooting for L.A. a little bit more because I think they deserve it more. But if Cincinnati won it, I'll be happy for them as well because now we have a new future. We we in the dawn of of a new era. So I'm happy for it. And um, as far as Brady and everything, shout-outs to Eli Manning on his um, sportsmanship. Um, shout him out on his uh, retirement and um, – you know, it's about time, man. It's about time, man. You've been dominating since 2000s. I've been, I was in high school when you started this shit, and I'm a grown-ass man, damn near in my damn 40s now. You know what I'm saying? You still fucking winning. I, I, I never seen nothing like it. You, I'm, go, 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 go off to the sunset, man. You should have done it last year. I don't know why you even came back. But, yeah, happy for him, and uh, go. Get the hell up out of here. That's about it. Shakes Montana. Come on. Thank you, sir. J-Rock, my friend, anything you'd like to say before we get on out here, closing statement? Again, thank you for coming in and sharing your opinion about everything. Where's the world begin? Um... I'm about to say some shit, and uh, why y'all ain't gonna like what I'm what I'm about to say. I've been feeling this way for a long time, man. That's probably why I don't be on this show as much as I I used to be. Shit, this is entertainment, man. It's entertainment, man. A lot of these games are decided before they even play because it's entertainment. Hey. A lot of people invest a lot of years, a lot of time, a lot of money into this shit. Thinking that it's real, but it's not. And if you don't believe me, the ex-NFL players that you can watch on YouTube basically saying the same shit I'm saying right now. If you ever watch an NFL game and all these phantom flags that we throwing all over the place, holding this, that, whatever. Even saw the replay and it's not even holding. Or it's not passing the fans. Because a lot of these things are determined before they even play. So, next time you invest something, money, time, years, into this sport that we think is real, think about what I'm saying, man. But congratulations to the two teams, Bengals. Rams. Everybody knows the Rams are going to win. We don't know, though. It's entertainment. Called in the NFL, the WWE? <laughs> hey, bro. Look at it. Look at it, man. Mm-hmm. They're even, they're getting paid now off of fucking betting. They're getting paid off the shit. And they're pushing it down everybody's throats. 
You know you could bet every, on every time. Every time you watch the NFL, it's, it's, it's fucking bet on this, bet on that, bet on this. It just Damn. so happens, right? Hold on. I just got to say this, J-Rock, to your point. And then to your point, Shakes, and I'm out of here. I promise I won't take a lot of time. It just so happens as soon as sports betting becomes legal in New York City three weeks ago, we get the best playoff games possible in Jesus' name, right? I'm going to move forward. Exactly. Shakes. Hold on, exactly. Shakes. <laughs> Yo. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm here. We going to talk. It, it, it all makes sense, Yo, right? It makes I'm sense. I'm gonna call you. Can I, can I just call you for ten minutes after the show? Because I also want to talk about Bill Cosby. Really? My heart is broke. My heart is broke. I'm oh, going, man. Rock. I just need ten minutes. I not promise. Get, not even getting to that. Not even getting to that. Yeah, but 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 we going, <laughs> Chase. You know you could bet on slaps. In the WWE, you can go to the app and be like, Yo, what do you think? The librarian is going to do, is he going to slap her? Yo, for $10, you, you can bet oh, on yeah. that. Uh, I say, I say, so you can bet, you, you can, can bet, bet on you can bet the move. The fucking court. It's, Yo, it's, it's time to get this money. If, if, if y'all want this Matthew bet, Stafford going to complete the pass, you can bet on that shit. Is Rihanna going to mess up the national anthem? Yo, if y'all want this crazy. money, just call me. Just, just call me, bro, because I know if we be like, yeah, you know, this is going to happen, we all can't lose. Think about it. So we're going to keep winning. Just think about it like that. The odds is already in our favor because we already know y'all play peekaboo on our show and be stealing our material in y'all beat writing. Y'all know who I'm talking about. So come on. Let's win this money. You said the Rams, right? But we don't no. know. Okay. <laughs> Betting the game in by three. Let me, shit. Let me get on that shit. I tweeted something out the next day. Fucking motherfucker wrote a whole article about this shit. I, I, I ain't going to say no names. Years, bro. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Is it just me? I know it's not just me, bro. Like, bro, like the first time I said it, I'm like, yo, that's a coincidence. Second time, I'm like, mm, that's odd. Third time, I'm like, nah, B. <laughs> nah, B. They reading us. Yo, they listening to us, yo. And then and then the fourth time, I came on the show. I'm like, yo, they taking our shit, man. Yeah, And, yeah. and Freezy was like, oh, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, they be listening. And I'm like, no, y'all downplaying this shit. They really motherfucking taking our shit, man. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the resources of the NFL and those those those. Those entities, man, they're far beyond anything we can comprehend. So, you know, they're they're listening to everybody as much as they are, but it's you gotta. It's just so much going on. You gotta understand. It's like they gotta get the best of the best. So it's not very often people go, oh, you know, we were talking about that same thing less than twenty four hours ago. And sometimes I understand the the trepidation. Oh well, they, you got the news story after their show ended yesterday. Oh, that's cool. That doesn't happen all the time, though. So for for once or twice, yeah, that makes a sense and it's a good excuse. But you know, four or five, six times, and it's different things. And and it, the the crazy thing about it is sometimes you'll even just see the question, the exact question that a discussion was had a day or two before. So. Um, 
they do have to fill in a big void in the offseason of NFL, um, and then especially when it gets the offseason of basketball, um, it, it's, uh, it's a big void they got to fill there, and there's not a lot to do, and they, they, they go and they have to travel to better shows to, to get their product. Um, real quick, can I say something real quick about these Cincinnati Bengals? One more yes, thing, sir. right? I love the way they do shit. I'm a, I must tell y'all this right now. I like the way they do business. Um, I always did from when they had Marvin Lewis. And the the way they do shit is <clears throat> you're a high-profile player. We don't give a fuck about what happened before. We don't give a fuck about your background. We don't give a fuck about what happened off the field, none of that. You know what I mean? If you're a great player, if you're a good player, you can come play in Cincinnati. I always loved that mantra. And, and the reason why I'm saying this is listen to the names of cornerbacks that they have. Just listen. Trey Waynes. Mike Hilton. Vernon Hargraves. Trey Flowers. Jalen Davis. Chidi Awuzie. My son. Hmm. And Eli Apple, another one of my sons. They don't give a fuck what happened before. They don't give a fuck what you did before. If you were a high-profile player and, they, and you was high-profile in the draft, you can come play in Cincinnati. I wouldn't have even Look thought that if I was you, Jake. In the Super Bowl. Maji B. Ryan. Right? Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it goes on. Yeah. It goes. Joe Mixon yeah. on tape hurting something. Right? Yeah. I, he did, he did the, the off-the-field off the field yeah. issues and the on-the-field issues. Um, look, man, if, if, if murderers and rapists can win Super Bowls, uh, you know, a little video ain't going to hurt nobody. Um, the, the biggest the biggest no, thing, no, yeah, yeah, that, that, yo, what the fuck, man? That wasn't my point, that was, bro. That was not. <laughs> yeah, man. Come on. Man. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. Mm-hmm. Gotta go. No, no, I wasn't saying that was your point. I was saying if that can happen, they understand that your past is your past, and if you can play football, you can play football. And I'm not saying anybody on that team has done that, but look. It doesn't matter if you put bad film or if you put bad, you know, mm-hmm. you hitting a woman. It don't right. matter mm-hmm. because we're going to bring you in. And if you yeah, if you fit, you, 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 bet, you, bet the, you, you, you fit the scheme, you put your heart and soul into this, we're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And they did. And, and, you know, to wrap this up in the best way possible, look, man, this this Super Bowl matchup is what I wanted. I was a Bengals AFC championship guy from the get-go. I thought they had the talent. They had everything except the offensive line. I just I knew that he was going to be able to win a game, and maybe he could sneak another one out and make it to an AFC championship, and then we'll see what happens when all the chips are on the table and he don't give a fuck. And it don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. I don't think I've ever seen anyone this fucking cool since 16 in that burgundy and gold in San Francisco. This dude is cool as shit. Like, this, like what? Like, what do I? What do you got to do? You, you got to sack him ten times. Don't matter. He's still winning the game. 
You got to rattle them all games. Still don't matter. Jamar Chase ends the game. You know, field goal range. You know, McPherson. Oh, look like we won the AFC Championship game as he's trotting onto the field. This team got balls of steel, and they're fucking good. That's the scariest thing you could ever think about. And it's like, if you play this team this year, don't think that that's the team you're going to play next year or the year after that or the year after that because it's going to get substantially better year after year as their quarterback gets substantially better year after year. Because right now, as we speak and sit here, there's nobody better quarterbacking an AFC team than Joe motherfucking Burrow. No. Not, can I say something uh, real quick, Nacho? Go ahead. You're not playing regular dudes. You're playing niggas with issues. That's what you got to understand. You're not playing just the good old boy who grew up next to somebody and they okay now and everything is all right. You're playing dudes that nobody cared about, that this franchise took a chance on, and they letting you know, I've always been better than you. It's just nobody liked me. Now I got somebody who liked me. And I'm going to show you, you just ain't better than me. And that's all they needed was a chance. The words, all you need is a chance, applies to at least 11 contributing players mm-hmm. on the Cincinnati Bengals. All they needed was a chance. They got a whole team full of Rasul guys. They got guys that just weren't loved, now they're loved, and they're playing. You, and they love each they're, other. They, don't get it twisted. Joe Burrow didn't grow up like all the other privileged kids in this world. That, he didn't look, grow man, up like that. People were tweeting that there is no quarterback in the AFC that's ever going to beat Patrick Mahomes for the next 10 to 15 years. There was people tweeting that this game is over, Patrick Mahomes is going to a sports straight Super Bowl, we're never going to see a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes again. And that Bengals defense, again, said, word, bet. Best 1.9 passer rating ever. in the second half and overtime for Patrick Mahomes, for the greatest thing since sliced bread, for the one who's supposed to take over and be the end-all, be-all at the quarterback position in the AFC and NFC. He is the NFL's next biggest, brightest thing. And that defense made him look like he was, Jared Goff, like, this defense, for what it's worth, they can shut down whatever the Rams want to do, however they want to do it. And that's what makes this matchup so interesting. The Rams have, you know, enough to Cincinnati, but the Rams have what I would say and what I've been calling the most underrated quarterback in all of NFL history because he was on the worst team in franchise and organization in all of NFL history. And the rookie year when he breaks his non-throwing collarbone shoulder and the videotape says, you need me to throw a pass? I can throw a fucking pass. We're winning this game. He trots back out no, he, there, he throws a game-winning touchdown. Dislocated, whatever. He didn't break. Do whatever. And they, they they popped it back in, and he went out there and threw the winning touchdown, because that's what winners yeah. do. That's what winners do. And 
I love the fact that he got to prove that in one year I can go to as many Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers, and in one year I can do what every single person said I could not do, win in the playoffs and actually make a Super Bowl. Like, look, us Packers fans, us NFC North fans, we knew what they had in Detroit, and we were absolutely so happy that he was there because he was never going to win, they were never going to put a team around him, and they were going to be absolute trash the entire time he was there. And for fucking the, 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 the will of his power and Jim Caldwell got them to a damn playoff game. And look at that team, and outside of him and Calvin Johnson, they had absolutely nobody. So, like, this guy loved every single thing about him being in the Super Bowl. And just like the OBJ haters, they real quiet right now about Matthew Stafford not being able to win. Um, again, OBJ, the real, real winner, OBC. You, again, <laughs> you can call OB Sr. anything you want, but the one thing you will never call him is a bad dad. He got his son from a horrible situation to the Super Bowl with some clicks on a keyboard and some video. And y'all, were, and, and, y'all were, and y'all were talking about what he said to Debo. He said, don't worry. My dad's on the computer. I got you. That's what he was telling me. And and the the real thing about this game, and and Shakes kind of hit it on the head. Who's mad if the Rams win? Besides the Cardinals, and you know the Niners, and nobody really. Who's mad if the Bengals win? Nobody. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? They, exactly. This, this is a this this is a Super Bowl that everyone's gonna love to watch. The storylines are there. It gets it's gonna get fun. And then we're going to watch the reincarnation of Joe Montana. If you sprinkle some Aaron Rodgers and you sprinkle some Peyton Manning on top, win his first Super Bowl. And I can't wait to discuss how the Bengals break the curse and win their first in ever. Man, this is going to be a fun week and a half. This is going to be what I think I envisioned us having the fun and the deep talks. I mean, not maybe not this deep with the Flores situation, but, man, if the NFL knows how to throw you some curves, it's pretty entertaining. So as the Super Bowl comes up, as we get closer, we will discuss game plans, how to stop, how to prevent, how to attack, which front four could actually get pressure, Will the loss of Uzama for the Bengals be big, even though the loss of Higby may be big for the Rams too? You know, the cup situation, the chase situation, OBJ, Higby, uh, or not Higby, um, uh, Tyler Boyd, uh, and them boys over there. So it's going to be Higgins, T. Higgins. So it's going to be Joe Mixon. How we discuss this is going to be very, very fun. And what we didn't talk about today, and we spent a lot of time on the Bengals, rightfully so, and, and I don't know if we, we got about 15 minutes, so, you know, my closing statement is just going to be us bullshitting. 
okay, one, somebody needs to take the red flags out of Sean McVay's pocket. And two, whoever is telling Sean McVay to throw those red flags needs to be fired immediately. The fumble, non-fumble on Juszczyk, I saw the ball come out at the end, and, and, and everyone around me was like, that's, he's down. I don't know why he's throwing that flag. And I'm over here like, he's got to have seen it. Like, there's somebody there that t- there's no reason for him just to throw it. Like, he's there. He could see, he, you know. And he's looking up at the, the big screen like you don't have someone up there looking at a screen in front of them. So I think – what we can get into in this next week or two, um, aside from the players, is is Sean McVay going to show up? He tried to ruin it last week with those Kakamini plays, him not being able to get plays in on time, them running down the clock and having no timeouts pretty much the entire fourth quarter. Like, he does that again against this Bengals team? Is, it, is this going to be a repeat? Of them only scoring three points, like I know this isn't Jared Goff, but he will give up interceptions. We saw it already. So this this conversation is going to be so much fun because this really can go both ways. Um, and then, of course, I, I don't think anyone can deny. Um, I, I'm just ready to see if Joe Burrow wins what he does after. <laughs> I think that's, that, 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 that's, that's what makes this more fun uh, for a lot of us. Uh, as we look forward moving uh, into the future. Um, but, of course, like we always do, debate Wednesday tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> somebody will definitely be up on that. Uh, we will have Thriving Thursday, I believe. And then, of course, if we get East South Fridays now, of course, they're not going to all be on the podcast. Some of them might be on the spaces, so keep an eye out on the Twitter sphere and all that stuff there. I would like to get everyone in up on there. Um, Jake, J-Rocks, he the chosen one. LRP, yeah. Black is gone already. Thank you guys for coming in. What you want to say, something? Yeah, real quick, right? I was sitting here while you was talking, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, hell no, man. This shit can't be. Look, man, J-Rock, man, I respect you, bro, but, yo, that's like telling a kid that ain't no Santa, bro. Like, bro. the fuck I preface it by saying y'all not going to like nah, man. about I can't, bro. I can't subscribe to it, bro. I know you can't. Like, yo, listen, man. Just like, yeah, I mean, my blackness would not subscribe to OJ doing it. I I can't do this. I can't. My fandom won't let me. No, uh, hey, ain't no hard feelings, man. I know you invested a lot in it, so I understand your frustration. But it's I gotta truth. go back to the matrix, bro. Don't do that to me. <laughs> got it tough. Don't do that to me. They put the, they put the Jedi mind trick on you, man. Oh, man. Time oh, for man. you to wake up, bro. Oh, <laughs> they put the Jedi oh, mind if, trick on you. Oh, if, if Adam Schefter wasn't out there trying his hardest to make it more entertaining, with the way he's just piecing together stories now and not really giving us the news. He's just taking what he what he's hearing and putting it together and making his own, you know, hypotheses out of things. I would I would agree more with J Rock, but man, I can't. I mean like 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 Shake said too, like it's just it's a, it's if it's scripted 
Then Pat Mahomes scores a touchdown. He doesn't fumble at the end. And Jimmy G throws an interception as the defense gets a fumble six to win the game. Like, the Niners and the Chiefs is a scripted Super Bowl to me, so that's why I feel a little different. But, look, there's nobody complaining about this Super Bowl, except for, obviously, their division foes. But nobody, everybody was bored with the Kansas City. They're that good. Everybody loved that they lost the way they lost. It's not as if it was a the Rams-Chiefs game from a couple of years ago, 50-something, 50-something. It was a low scoring. They stuffed it up for an entire half. Couldn't do anything offensively with that Ferrari of an offense. It's like, so, again, scripted? Let me ask you scripted? this. The Bengals game. Okay, look, look. The Bengals-Chiefs game. Real quick. Did okay. you go into that game saying the Bengals are going to pull it out at the end? Look. No, but I told everyone no, they were making it to the championship, but I didn't. I didn't think – I didn't even think they were going to win. It's my hand when to say, the Chiefs, I, yo, the Bengals are going to win this game. Yo. Well, go ahead, go ahead. When the Chiefs were marching before the infamous uh, sack fumble recovery, then tie game to overtime, I didn't think the Bengals were winning that game. I thought, this is – that happened. He gets one last try and scores the game-winning touchdown. And, of course, it's 87 who catches it because it's 87 who won the game last. So that's the script to me. Look at it. They put up 21 points with with ease in the first half. Then all of a sudden they don't know how to play football no more. But you you want to tell me that? Have we forgot that that Andy Reid is their head coach? Andy Reid is their head coach, remember? And he ran out of plays, remember? Remember, that was his thing. He ran out of plays at the end of the year. That's what we're looking at. He just got to the Super Bowl and ran out of plays. Like, yeah. How did he just, just know, forget how to score? They don't know how to do nothing right, no Nacho, more. Stand I can't run the ball. They can't do yeah. shit. And a major with me, bro. That's his football, right? Wait a minute. Hold on. Hey. Andy Reid ran out of plays. I just need to hear this one more time. <laughs> Yeah, y'all know Andy look, may be choking, bro. He'll choke. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. We're talking about, we're talking about, no, 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 listen, listen. So, wait, 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 wait. Real quick, real quick. And Rodgers, five NFC championship games, one victory. He's a choker. Andy Reid, eight championship games, one Super Bowl. He's not a choker. I want to understand why he's not, but one is. If you got the same energy, let's keep it. You get what I'm saying? So Andy Reid is no a choker. choker. I don't see Andy Reid having shit to do with a defense that played lights out and possibly the best defense I've ever seen played on a team, and I mentioned it early before it even happened. When it was 21-10, I said, let me tell you all something. Mahomes is used to getting past the rush. These dudes are playing discipline. They're not letting him break contain. They're holding him where he needs to be. And once he cannot get freestyle boogeyman on you like that and he's forced to get busy, uh, some teams give it up. They held a discipline, man. I'm not taking nothing from that Cincinnati Bengals defense. Did I know the game was going to end like that? Hell never. But let's talk about the Cincinnati (laughs) Bengals defense. 
Come on. If the question is why did it go from a 98 overall rating to a 1.6 overall rating, I'm never going to deny the fact that there's 11 men on the field that shut down a Ferrari of an offense. But I'm also not going to deny the fact that the leader of that offense, and a lot of people like to think it's Eric Bieniemy right now, but it's definitely Andy Reid, he chokes. Until he got Patrick Mahomes and he overcame what what did twenty four points? Twenty four points? Eighteen points? Overcame points in the Super Bowl? They overcame every game to win that Super Bowl because of Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid, every other time, the seven other times his team has been to a championship game, they've either lost or they went to the Super Bowl and choked. But they choke. That's what they do. He's got one ring to show for it. Because of the chokeness. That's what we're saying about quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, like like Peyton Manning before he won the second one. When you've only won one, even though you're great and go to championships and participate in them, you don't get the accolades of the guys who won it. So okay. right now, so, so Andy Reid is that 30 choker. seconds, right? My only, my only rebuttal is this. Then why is it Andy Reid choking? Why is it St. Patrick Mahomes? So, if you are a head coach, right, and so I guess this is where we got to put it at. Do you think that this is all Andy <laughs> Reid, all Patrick Mahomes, or 50-50? And your biggest thing right now was his inability to make a play outside the confines of the constructed play. His inability to do that by them keeping their lanes as a head coach, you got to see that's happening. Even though you're up 21-3, you still have to see that's happening and be prepared for that to sustain throughout the game that he did not as a head coach. Now, do I expect Pat Mahomes to go in every time and go, this play's going to get me killed? No. This play's going to get me killed? No. That's not what quarterbacks do. So I understand we're going to put blame on quarterbacks because that's the way of the world. But Andy Reid has been in a situation where his team has folded more times than not. And that's why I stick to the Andy Reid. Do we believe that Patrick Mahomes is the reason they lost? Maybe. But I'm not putting... Let me say why I feel like... Like, I always said that Andy Reid was a choke artist. And... um. And the reason why I feel like it is more Andy Reid than than Holmes is because when Mahomes came, they won. Like it it, it broke the curse for Andy Reid. Andy Reid was in that situation so many times before then and choked. And until he got him, that's the guy that made him win up, win it all. Where we can finally mm-hmm. say, oh yeah, Andy Reid is one of the top head coaches in the league. Whereas though before, we weren't even saying that. We couldn't even say it because he, he's not a legend. We'll say, yeah, he's the top coach in the league as far as today. But as far as all time, you're like, hell no. Because he ain't win shit. So now that he won something, now we can put his name up there. But that was thanks to Mahomes. So that's why I can't put my finger on Mahomes choking because he has won it. He's won it for this guy. But every other time it was for, on this guy, he has choked. 
And now, even then, even with Mahomes, he still has choked. So, it's him. Can I I just say this? I didn't even care about Dumpling. That's what I call him. I don't even care about him. I look at the fact that whatever adjustments that needed to be made at halftime by that defense that they They were not doing in the first half, they did it. He can, whoever he is, said, you know what, this, this, and this cannot happen no more. He did not break containment. His yardage when he broke containment was shorter. Tyreek Hill was taken out of the game totally after going crazy in the first half. He had McCole Hardman arguing with Tyreek Hill on the sideline for the ball. Mm-hmm. I knew they was losing then. I don't give a fuck about no Andy Reid or no Patrick Mahomes. I care about the defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals and his boys stepping up with that no-name defense and handling their business. Just like they beat them 34-31, to that's why they beat them 27-24. It happened the same way. The exact same way. The exact same deficit going into halftime. The exact same, you know, field goal to win it. Um, look, this is – there's blame to cool around when you talk about a team losing, but the – the, the disrespect to the 11 men on the other side of the football is something I will never do. So, of course, this defense, which is something that I praise from the get-go, look, this we've discussed at nauseum how good this team is. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill are game wreckers in and of themselves, by themselves, on different teams. Together, they feel, we feel like they're unstoppable. And since the Super Bowl run, this team to be the shit, supposed to be the end-all, be-all as it pertains to offenses and doing what you're supposed to do, get points. They haven't won a Super Bowl until their backs were against the wall for three straight games, down double digits, and they had to prove themselves better than everyone else. When they proved themselves they were the best by winning that Super Bowl, something happened. Whether it was Andy Reid, whether it was Patrick Mahomes, that team was still as good as they were, but they couldn't get it done. They couldn't finish against Tampa Bay. And then last weekend, for whatever it's worth, as cool and as as, as, as public we want to talk about, them boys and Joe Burrow and all that, it is not. It is That is not how it's supposed to go. Scripted. Patrick Mahomes, touchdown, they're going to their fourth straight Super Bowl. And Rams, Chiefs, give us a 50-50 game again in the Super Bowl. Like, that's the scriptedness that I believe would have happened in my eyes. But if we're really getting to the nitty and gritty of that, it should have been an Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, NFC Championship game, and it wouldn't have worked out the way it did because the way that the feeding was, but it should have been a Chiefs build AFC championship game if they wanted to make it very much so of a scripture to me. Because those games, those teams, those quarterbacks, those are the scripted big storylines that would be, you know, the the GOAT against the choker and the two up and coming stars that are trying to, you know, one, cement his legacy and go to a four straight Super Bowl and one, 
cement the legacy of him in the Bills and go to his first. So those storylines to me feel a little bit more scripted. Bengals Rams, that just feels fun. Um, we got less than a minute. Uh, J Rock, eat chosen one. Thank you for staying around this long, man. This is we gonna get into this, man. We are gonna talk about uh, what that Bengals defense got to do to stop OBJ and then, of course, how Aaron Donald them to be slowed down. Man, he really wants a ring, y'all. Um, again, thank y'all for coming in. Y'all have a good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.